What's up, ladies and gents? Welcome to Basement Side Chats. I'm here with the man himself, Archie TV. How's it going, dude? What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. It's it's good to talk to you like this. This is unbelievable. We just sent the raid right over to Deeg right now. I'm turning off everything so I can focus. The music's in my ears, still blaring. And now, officially with DTV, live on stream. Super excited. If you guys don't really know how excited I am. I'm going to triple check that we're... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mine is blown. <laughs> no, I love it. And I, I'm expecting to hear the button hit pressed at least oh, a few I'm, more I'm times. Push it. If you bring up any information that it, I did not know, <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, okay, uh, let's let let's catch everyone up. Uh, welcome, folks. Um, those of you who don't don't know me, my name is Deeg. I do a podcast. I play a lot of video games. Arshi and I are, I think, good friends. Is that fair to say? Fair to say. I would say that one of the. Uh, we got a chance to play New World together. Yeah. Um, I got a chance to see his content through uh, one of the lead developers he he interviewed, as well as he did uh, Aflick. He did a lot of other players from Planicide 2. It's really, really fun to watch him do with Commander Sirius. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, man. I appreciate that. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. The pleasure is all mine. Seriously. Um, yeah, Archie, um, I've been a fan of yours for... Well, pretty much the whole year. I think I became aware of you at first when I saw you doing the Planet Side Outfit Spotlights on your stream. Now, I had a chance to actually drop in on a conversation you had yesterday with Get Hip. And so I had a chance to, to, to put together a little cheat sheet about your streaming history. There's a whole bunch of things we can talk about today, but I thought it might be really useful to start with you telling me about that. I know that you had a very different line of work before streaming, and the story of you transitioning from that into streaming is, I think, very cool. You want to tell it? Yeah, sure. Um, so originally, uh, I would I would say that I studied uh, and got my degree in landscape architecture and architectural design, and uh, you know worked for a couple of companies uh, as interns and learned a lot from them. And they said, like, hey, man, we can't afford to pay you. The economy is basically went to, and that was when the economy was basically down. Uh, and so, so just go make your own company and work with your dad or whatever. Mm. And my dad got urban planning and his degree. And so we both went to the same school and it's really cool. Um, so from that, uh, I did the whole Persian thing where you listen to your parents and they tell you to be a doctor, lawyer, uh, dentist, engineer, architect, you know, I'm like, okay, why? Mm. Well, I'll just follow that path. Cause all they do is basically at me basically. And so I finally did it, did what they asked, still didn't feel fulfilled, but you know, I, I pushed my, myself and, uh, worked basically five years after school, after my university degree and my own personal business. <clears throat> and it just didn't fulfill the, uh, the, there's a space inside of me. It just didn't fulfill it. You know, yeah, I make good money. Uh, yeah, I, it could probably make me retire in the normal time that everyone retires. So and, fairly successfully, um, it was working financially. And so Ewog X comes up and throws out this, hey man, all you do is complain <laughs> about like, you know, you want more and you miss the days when you're an outfit leader or ran organizations or got a chance to meet people all around the world. Why don't you try Twitch? And uh, I didn't know what Twitch was. I thought he was messing with me. I'm like, what, you want me to Twitch my eye or something? I was just being a boomer at the time because I, I, took, <laughs> I took away 
all of my social media stuff away because I know how addicting it can get. Oh, uh, so you really took a, a big business. step back from all that stuff while you were focusing down on your business. I completely went cold turkey on everything. Okay. I'm talking about no gaming, uh, no social media, practically took away my PC and all the parts, took my monitor to another house, gave it away, just made sure I don't get near any of it. Because hmm. uh, it's just, it won't help when you're trying to build a business. Sure. Distractions. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, um, as soon as he basically brought up that, I looked it on my phone and was pretty shocked to see Disguised Toast's theory on how you can make money in this industry. And I started looking at the top 100 streamers and their content, and it didn't make sense uh, mm-hmm. because they're just casually playing a video game and they have 100,000, 10,000, 20,000 viewers. And then I check out their income models and it's just, it just doesn't compute. Two and two don't, does not match. Mm-hmm. There's something going on in the background that I didn't see or understand. So I dive deeper, a couple months go by, research, find out there's actually a deeper piece that I missed. There was a point in their history where they did do a lot of work. I just missed it. This mm-hmm. is when they're just now chilling, when they're yeah. no longer needing to grow. Yeah. They're just hanging out. And um, that's where it hit me, where I need to go to conventions to meet these people. I need to actually see them face to face. Are they androids? Are they, are they human? A different uh, could I even do it? Mm-hmm. And um, when I got a chance to actually meet them at TwitchCon, uh, there's an after party I went to. I think you heard that part, did you? I have to tell uh, you, you have to retell it though. It's such a good story. No, God. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you my version, but it won't be as good. No, okay, fine. Uh, there, was a, there was an after party. Uh, I knew about it through talking to a bunch of people at TwitchCon that all the top streamers are going to be at the Marriott and, um, or Hard Rock. I'm not sure which one it was. And so the very top Hard Rock, they have a very nice bar and it's closed off private. I wanted to get up there. I had to get up there. Uh, I needed to see these individuals face to face, but to be able to make that happen, I had zero connections, zero networking done in this industry. Um, and connections are everything in all industries. If you guys don't understand what connections are, we can talk about later. Um, so yeah, I, I went ahead and asked uh, the manager of the hotel, uh, you know, to talk to him about landscape architecture and architectural design. And I said, "Is there? Uh, I see some things happening on the exterior. Are you guys doing some work?" Um, I'm a landscape architect. Here's my credentials. Here's my, my website. Here's all the stuff. Hey. Yeah. And so he was very shocked to see I approached him on it and he had an issue where the designer left. There was like, actually not, uh, they don't know how to solve this piece. Oh, there was unfinished work. Huh. Mm-hmm. And so I help him with that. And uh, in turn, I said like, I'd love to see a rooftop if you don't mind. He's like, oh, there's a private party up there. And I was like, no problem. We don't have to do that then. He's like, no, I want to show you then. I'm like, cool. <laughs> and we go there and... Uh, as soon as he shows me the work that they've done, he's very kind, proud of it. And I'm like, that's freaking fantastic. We talk more. And then he's like, would you like to just get a drink here? And, or like, whatever. I'm like, I could just hang out here afterwards. Not a problem. And he's like, okay, I just let you know, there's just, you know, a bunch of people that talk about video games. Um, and like, I guess he was trying to be polite, not to say nerds. I'm like, no, no worries. I'm a nerd too. And he's like, oh yeah, me too. Cool. Okay. Just want to make sure. And, uh, and so I knew um, at least a couple of the people there. I didn't know all of them. So I knew XQC uh, already from my research. I knew about Trainwreck. Uh, I knew about SFAND and uh, Harris Heller wow. to Annie Milanakis. And, um, and then their editors, Sam Woodhall and uh, Damien Gaming was there as well. And it yeah. was really fun to meet A lot all of big these names. people. Yeah. And uh, I don't say I'm their friend. No, not at all. Uh-huh. Just basically just chat buddies over there. 
And uh, I got a chance to see XQC in a moment where it showed me his content compared to him as a person. He was very, very polite and very nice. Uh, oh. He bumped into a girl's drink. It fell. And I looked at XQC. I could have easily picked up the drink and cleaned it up. I was very curious to see how he would act uh, being one of the top streamers. He immediately turned around. He apologized. He was about to touch it. I stopped him because it was glass on the floor. And I was like, hey, I don't want you to hurt your hands. Your hands are very valuable. <laughs> and he's like, looked at me. He's like, you're right. <laughs> so it's like really funny that I said that. And then uh, it's like, it's like, cool, man. Don't worry, man. I got covered. And he's like, very cool. Thanks, man. And he walked away and I just got her another drink and we talked more. And um, what was your takeaway about XQC in that moment? That he's human. That he has actually a good heart. Uh, uh -huh. These people aren't, um, they have to be some sort of negative persona to get, obtain all those views. Uh, and I didn't want to be that negative persona in this industry. Mm -hmm. um, that each of these people were good people. Uh, they just have acting roles when they're actually there. I got a chance to see Dr. Disrespect at E3 and uh, TwitchCon as well. Mm -hmm. I think he was at E3, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, the only one I didn't talk to was Pokimane. Uh, she was impossible to approach. Um, not surprising. I just couldn't do it. Uh, personally, mm -hmm. I couldn't because I was just like, if I said anything, she would catch me right now. And, too intimidated? And yeah, I just like, <laughs> not to do it. Everyone else, uh, though, you weren't too intimidated? No, not at all. Because yeah. it was like they weren't they weren't giving me those vibes. Her, she had like two freaking bodyguards with like wireless devices in their head. Uh, and they were just like looking at people's tags on their name and Googling their freaking names to make sure they're supposed to be there. I'm like, I'm going to get a pat down that. if you wanted to talk to her. Pretty much. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to get near that right now. But uh, everybody else didn't have security. And so it was really cool okay. to basically just chill with them. So bringing oh. two security guards at a uh, bar uh, was very unique. Um, she wasn't there at the TwitchCon uh, after party. She was somewhere else. But okay. during the TwitchCon environment, she had that. The other people did not have that. And it makes sense. I mean, I would hire buyer guys if I, if yeah. I um, had, you know, her level of uh, fame. Uh, so, yeah, also just, different, I think, being a woman with that level of attention on Twitch and in that community compared to. I try not to say women because it could be, you know, you know, it could be many different factors. But like, yeah, it, it, yeah it's a, a fair woman, point. Yeah. I mean, certain people are just bigger targets and it's got nothing to do with the way they act necessarily like factors outside their control let's say yeah i yeah. mean we can i can always make semantics or talks about like the idea that men are sh more physically powerful than women because of the way the genetic code is designed and hormones and but like yeah. i don't want to even make it like that argument because i'm not 100 percent certain about that but people always talk it's a about tough conversation to have even if yeah. even if generally speaking you can say some things that are going to be correct most of the time in most situations. I I, I respect the, resi the, the the reticence to go there, and maybe we can come back to it. Um, but but for now, like I I think what, what I find so fascinating about this this story is, um, first off, the the balls to just do what you did, just show up and uh, con your way. <laughs> it's pretty brilliant, <laughs> honestly. Con. It I was me just actually giving something to somebody, and he chose to give me something back. I didn't force him. I was yes. Like, yes. Hey, I I just I I literally said like I've got these skill sets. I'd love to basically share it with you. And he's like, "Can how can I repay you?" And I was like, "I'd love to go up there." Sure. <laughs> so I was like, sure. "That's basically it." Uh -huh. It wasn't like I have to go see my mom. She's upstairs. <laughs> so it was like that's terrible. You no, no, it was it, it was brilliant. And look, I I, I don't hold yeah. it against you at all. It, it, it's uh yeah. it's a good it's a it's a good story. And um and from that, I'm guessing you came away with some kind of a a big takeaway. Uh, about oh, streamers and streaming what was your what did you do after that and uh yeah just continue the story uh, as soon as i did twitchcon 
I chose to start streaming because uh, uh -huh. that was a nail on the coffin I needed. That was the, the trigger point, the catalyst. Mm -hmm. I needed to know that, um, that they're not cyborgs, they're not monsters, they're not aliens, they're, they don't have like fathers and mothers who are billionaires that just gave them you know, a computer to play on and everybody watches them because they're that famous. Uh, they're just people like you and I uh, that put in a ton of work and we're talking about a macro ton of work, yeah. monster amount. And, uh, and it doesn't show. It really fails to show that these people put an immeasurable amount of work to be able to sit there and just casually play a video game now. Mm -hmm. And it just makes us all feel like we can just turn on the stream tomorrow and make money like they can. No, not even close to that. And uh, yeah. that's what I wanted to identify. Is it luck? Is it a, does luck play a role? You know, like how much luck does play a role? Like, is it just that bad where I just do D12 dice and basically it's just like get a chance to get 20? Yeah, luck does play a role. But yeah. um, you got to work on your content. You got to get something you want to give to the community of people around the world uh, that want to be a part of your life or your knowledge or your experiences uh, or your excitement that you want to deliver. Um, and so without content and you just think you can just start the button, you're not going to go anywhere. Um, and I've seen tons of people, there's over 10 million, 10 million people streaming that are not even affiliate yet. No, it's zero to three viewers. Yeah. And that goes to show you why that's formula doesn't work. And so, um, yeah, absolutely. I was, sorry, no, no, I was just telling my AAA team, uh, earlier, the family that we were basically working on and trying to make them understand that this isn't a stream team. This is a family that I wish to create with them. I want them to know that I look at you guys as brothers and sisters now, even though we're brothers from another mother. Um, yes, we'll argue. Yeah, we'll basically butt our heads together like siblings do. And Abbabox did a good job of making me understand that aspect as well. I'm like, that makes sense. We can't just be so super friendly. We should be able to be devil's advocates in our content mm -hmm. and to be able to build, build and grow each other as, um, as friends. Uh, and it's really cool to have those personal conversations with like Kay Marie and as well as like Guy Someone Legit who's extremely growing at a high pace. Um, every one of our AAA family members are just excited to see if this can actually be a real thing. And I'm letting them know there's no rules. There's no like, we're a stream team. You have to rate us. You have to do this. You have to like and follow. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. It's get to know them as a person. There's going to be clicks in this community of, of our 50 man stream team. A lot of people, um, yeah. And you're going to have the people that are similar to Deeg and be people in there that are similar to Arshi and mm -hmm. people that are similar to you, Marie, who are more on the art side. And that's understandable. You guys will be more friends because you have something more in common, but it doesn't mean you have to ignore the rest of your cousins and brothers and sisters. Right. Um, and we'll make something very easy enough to where all the, all the AAA stream team, the family knows how to take the viewership that is on my content and be able to compliment them on another content. So what, let's imagine D, you leave my stream and you go over to K Marie's stream. She's able to greet you and the community is able to greet you the same way I greeted you. And it feels like you didn't really leave the same house. We're all basically enjoying this offline TV that Pokemon created. Mm -hmm. And this is yeah. fun to chill with the same community all the way through. And uh, I wanted them to basically understand that it is possible, but it takes time to build. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Archie, I'm starting to see a picture being painted here about a, about a person who wasn't, wasn't getting what, what they wanted out of the kind of the life you had. You decided to see if you can make a big change that was going to put you back in touch with a lot of people, let you really bring out um, 
what what I can clearly see are some incredible gifts to connect. And you just told a story about how an event where you got to connect with a lot of people who you can who you had a lot of respect for and were were great examples of kind of making it in this industry. And mm-hmm. and then jumped right to talking about this triple A stream. Let's maybe stream family is a better word based on what I'm hearing yeah. you say. And to me, what what that that what that says to me is like this is actually a really this may be the best expression that you've been able to bring forth yet of what you want to get out of this. Um, and I'm just guessing that that's the case. But I, I would love to hear more about this this AAA stream value. Does AAA stand for something? Like adopt an affiliate. I apologize. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's adopt an affiliate. Yeah. Okay. So now we so need to educate people on what yeah, yeah, go ahead. Adopt an affiliate is hosted by Andy Milanakis, the one and only Twitch God legend over here. Ah. Uh, we are we are Andy's babies. Uh, you can literally see it on his Discord. There's a tag that he made. <laughs> <his babies. laughs> Beautiful. And so be, being one of his babies, uh, I thought, you know, hey, I'm wearing suit and tie. I should basically get a, a live stream backpack that, you know, matches my attire. But I was like, mm-hmm. no, if I'm one of his babies, I'm going to use exactly the same backpack that he uses. <laughs> this is not going to work with my outfit. <laughs> Look at the color. Isn't that nice? <laughs> so, I think you should put it on. <laughs> stream wants it, right, guys? <laughs> This is not gonna work with. Uh, you can wear it in the front. At least we can all see it. No, I won't make you do that. But it's been a long time since I've actually worn. I'm, I'm worried you're gonna rip fit. your vest. It looks <laughs> a little small. <laughs> I, think I, gotta, I gotta do the belt real quick. Yeah. It's like, I haven't worn a backpack in like what 50 years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there we go. Oh my god, the the headset got stuck. Oh my god, hold on. Okay, now we've we created a real problem, folks. Headsets in front. This is here. It's my first time wearing a backpack, everyone. I haven't <laughs> been to school. All right, so this is like this. Right? Oh, I mean, there he is. I mean, Looking <laughs> I good, think, aren't she? I, I'm just so excited. Like right now, <laughs> if I do this, this is going to remind uh, somebody in the chat how excited he was back in high school. I'm like, wait, guys, I'm coming. I <laughs> got a new backpack, guys. Oh, it matches my trapper keeper. <laughs> <laughs> that's gorgeous <laughs> so the camera he's like Archie is supposed to be the teacher not the student <laughs> so Archie Super how did you funny. get hooked up with Andy Milanakis how did all that start um yeah that's a good question uh there is a uh there's a there's a document that is on his discord I'm turning on the fan right now because I'm actually sweating yeah, um there's a document on his um on his discord and you can actually go and apply it's called adopt an affiliate mm-hmm. uh application of course and uh, it gives you a chance to um, understand what it's like to be on the show. And so there's over thousands of applications. And the ones that take it seriously are the ones that get picked. And when I say seriously, talk about each and every question that can make you stand out as a human being. If you say, do you do 20 hours a week? Mm-hmm. If you just say yes, you know, you missed another point in that document to really represent yes and what what you do and like how this basically makes sense why does 20 hours make sense as you a streamer if you say yes and no why no because my content doesn't push 20 hours i have to basically make appointments with a lot of people so 20 hours is not viable as an option in my Mm. streaming design so it's not a hard Mm. yes or hard no it's about can you be critical on that basically document can you help them recognize why this is 
a thing or not a thing and help them understand who you are. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I did on my document. Probably that's why I got picked or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe the dapper not style. Surprised. Still need to ask. <laughs> so I'm not surprised you uh, got picked. So when you no. said, um, are, are you part of the vetting process? No, I am not part of the vetting process. Okay. Uh, Mr. G, uh, am I allowed to say it? Yes, I am, I guess. Uh, Mr. G is the producer of the show, a good friend of mine now. We've been spending yeah. like the last two months with each other. Mr. Geriatric. Uh, right? I, a genuine, no, Mr. Geriatric. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, I call him Mr. G because it's easier. Hey, <laughs> he's your friend. I called him, I actually called him Mr. Generic. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, my shotcasting technique is how I destroy everyone's name. I think name. that calls for a button press. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't Ladies and gentlemen, Archie has messed up again. <laughs> I'm just oh, please not here watching this. That's a good thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. J. Oh, so, so God. He's a, uh, Mr. He, so, he's a producer on Adopt an Affiliate. And then uh-huh. we got code producers. And yep. it was a little wonder and skipper of otters. I call them wonders accidentally. Uh-huh. Um, and so you I found just, this on like, like a document on the Discord, and you were like, "Oh my Yovana god, I Jane, apply this. my head okay. moderator, follows Andy Milanakis uh, for a very long time. Okay. Loves the, loves him to death. And talks about adopt affiliate, and my mods have been like, you know, doing amazing work for me with their own people they follow, and saying, Arshi, sign up for this.' And then I have Alpha One for One saying, Arshi, sign up for Mister Beast's uh, opportunity.'" Mm-hmm. And I sign up for anything and everything that is available on the internet because why not? You know, yeah. it's it's a percentage in your favor that would have been zero if you didn't. Yep. And so I just don't see why a lot of people tend to not sign up when it's free. It's not like it's going to cost anything to you. It's going to cost a little bit of time, but you get picked and you lose or win. You won. You got exposure. You got a chance to learn something. You got a chance mm-hmm. to see that there's things that you can grow from. And I don't know. I know a lot of reasons why people don't, but we could talk it's, about it later. It's hard to step up to the plate, dude. I respect it. I mean, I respect the people who do choose to step up because it's not easy. I mean, even even getting to the point of sitting in front of the computer and turning the stream on and trying to do something. Like, to your to your point about the macro amount of work that it takes to get even that that far, it's totally true. Um, I've been astonished at the amount of time and effort you can put into something that does that doesn't necessarily look like that much. Um, when people are actually watching it live, uh, like this this particular overlay that I got going now looks it looks pretty simple, and I hope I hope it looks pretty simple, but it's definitely not very simple on the back end. No, um, no, no, not at all. I can see the amount of work it took. <laughs> I mean, you had to put you had to put the basically white border on there. Typically, that's actually a Photoshop edit. And you also basically did a fantastic job putting my name in there through probably Photoshop. And then you had to pick a different background before it was actually a, um, what is it? A looping background of Planicide 1. And uh, yeah, you had music before. You've changed a lot, man. And uh, <laughs> it's it's great. It's great. I mean, you're, you're, you're probably going to make another adjustment. That's what I did. You just keep thinking oh, about it. Now, you, you can't yeah. not. You got to always, always improve, always find a way to elevate, bring more value. And also to challenge yourself. Like um, One of the things I'll tell you right now, you're probably going to do it. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know because I, I love you to death. I want to give you these tips and tricks. Is it okay, okay if I share that? Lay it on me. Um, pull out your phone and pull out this, uh, um, this stream on your phone. Okay. And a lot of people watch on the, on the phone because they have to walk around. They can't set up the computer and they leave it on. And this is what it looks like on the phone because I can tell right now. So the stream? What phone are you using right now? Yeah, pull up the stream on your phone. Uh, it's still sitting. And on your phone, there's DTV. 
And so I'm oh god, I got a commercial. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not not a turbo subscriber, huh? Uh, look at that. <laughs> oh no, free advertising guy, for the poor Calling me out. Let's do it right now. Let's give this guy some love. Yeah. There it is. I got you covered. There we go. No more commercials for me. If I could get this to go through. Ah, there it is. There, there it is. Thank you, my TV, friend. Man. Totally not necessary. Earlier, not, not trying to go no, you. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I should have done it earlier, and that was my fault. And so an example of what I'm showing you here is um, yeah. you'll see here. This is the format, right? Yeah. And if people want to type, you'll see this is how it looks like if they want to see this format. Yeah, yeah. You see how it covers half the face? And yeah. then if you turn it. This it depends on, on, on your screen size, I guess. Yeah. I have I have the Max Plus. Oh, yeah. And so I always try to think about how can I format it to phones and how can I format it to... So that the to, chat overlay uh, doesn't hide something important, like the guest space. Way, yeah, and that way you can put two squares on the far left and then that, the right, right side can be basically where your chat is and you can have double layer of chat on the right side. So if they want to pop out chat, they don't miss anything. And then Smart. chat could be on the right side. That's just my opinion. Like I, I'm a landscape architect, architectural designer. I think of interior design. I just always think of that every day. I mean, look at my wall for the love of God. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there's always new things to do. I, I learned a, a tip from another creator recently um, that actually I, I did for, for tonight where what he does is, I mean, one of the, the best pieces of advice I, I hear everywhere, you know, Harris Heller this is part of his gospel, I think, is uh, differentiate via multiple platforms, especially if you're on Twitch because Twitch discoverability is poop. Uh, be on YouTube. YouTube discoverability is good. And so all my content ends up on YouTube. And um, But one of the things that someone I was watching suggested is um, you know how for YouTube videos, they have the end card, right? Where the creator can yes. suggest additional content. And usually it's like best for viewer and most recent video. Well, what this creator does, and most of y'all won't know him, but, so, but I'll say his name anyway. His name is Mucklock. He does Guild Wars 2 content. Um, okay. Is he actually publishes a video that he records each day before he streams. Uh, and, on, he goes on, and he puts it on YouTube and saying, hey, we're streaming on Twitch right now. Come on over and join us. So anyone who watches his YouTube video and gets to the end card is going to see a suggestion for his most recent video, which is going to tell them that he's streaming on Twitch. So they watch his video, and boom, come over to the stream. It's not a direct link. You can't do that. But um, but it's an indicator to let them know, like, if you want to come join us and have a thought about the subject that just happened. That's very smart. It's a great way to throw your YouTube audience into your Twitch audience and vice versa. Yeah, I, I, I think so. It seems smart. Um, no, but it's, it's very intelligent. Um, always trying stuff, man. The, the hardest thing about the, this whole Twitch business and, um, you know, YouTube and Twitter and all those different social medias that we can talk about mm -hmm. is everyone thinks you can just go do your own personal content and then post that personal content of yours on YouTube and then you'll get recognized over time. I honestly think that's not the right way to grow your channel. Um, your I've done that. My philosophy is, um, let's say right now, Deeg, uh, we do this podcast together. Right. And using RCTV's name is going to collect you, let's say, 5,000 followers from whatever RCTV has done uh, for Twitch. And At his least. audience on Discord combined together with that, with his mm -hmm. YouTube, somebody's going to find out who Deeg is after this. Anytime you, you network with another streamer or YouTuber, mm -hmm. you will gain their audience views. But let's imagine it's just not basement chats. Let's say you want to do gaming, you know? Because mm -hmm. your basement chats are very good. They give you a chance to basically be seen. Uh, they get a chance to see your candor, your persona. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of like IRL streaming. Podcasts are very good. Um, but 
the problem you face is you don't have the capacity to burst in growth until you get somebody that is big to be on your channel. So yes. it's like you go 50-50 on the 50 viewers, 50 viewers, followers. And then when you get the 100, you do the 100 follower guy and you do the 1,000 thousand follower guy. And the question and too thousand, is how many of my viewers are actually fans uh, interested in me and my content versus are just here to see the people I'm interviewing? Like, Correct. To develop an actual brand and an image that people are, are like independently. 100%. Yeah. And so one of the things that could be really funny and really creative for you um, I'm just making one idea of many. It's not the one, one technique of I'll go to. And it's just, I just thought of creatively. You put a picture like you did earlier with your eyebrow was sticking up, right? Mm -hmm. And you use a picture of a famous person, like you're interviewing them. You're doing a podcast on that person. Mm -hmm. And then if you remember a quote that happens from that person from Twitter or from, uh, NBC or CNN or whatever Fox, uh, or he's on a comedy show. You take that quote and he says it right after you basically say, so how do you feel about, you know, balloons? And then he basically says that comedy sketch about balloons. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking. And then you basically say more about the rest because you heard the whole comedy sketch or you heard the rest of the phrase. You were just acting like you're interviewing him and popping in those thoughts when he already said it. Oh, so like, a, so, um, like a kind of like a react interview, like, like a yeah, react mock it, interview of some kind. But you are pretending that you are basically getting him to say those words when he already said it. Right. Yeah. You know, I've actually thought about that kind of content in the past. So, yeah. and the best part about your demeanor is that you are very solid. You don't <laughs> do highs and lows. And the people who's on your show will be highs and lows. And you could be like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> it would make us laugh so hard because you don't break character, man. What character? And so, uh, the character means that, like, you don't overreact. You don't get super, like, 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 like excited about what he's about to say next. You just think about it and you think analytically and you give him a perfect, clear, concise answer. You're very intelligent. And well, I so, certainly try. No, I, I could yeah. see that and I want to watch your stuff. And so I think it would be hilarious to watch and be a part of. So let's say you do a skit for 15 so, seconds or a minute. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And you take that content and you put it on uh, Twitter and you hashtag that person. Mm -hmm. And then you, you can basically do the simple technique that everybody does. It's, not, it's all out there. It's, Devin Nash has talked about it probably. And I learned it from somebody else of somebody else. Uh, I think Billy taught me, let's say you did it for the rock and right. the rock decides to do a tweet a lot. And you're like, okay, I'm going to make a skit on the rock. Cause he just did, did something recently. So you do this uh -huh. thing, you save it preemptively. You're ready to go. You have a pre your body's pre presented. Mm -hmm. He tweets, you comment, you post it, copy and paste and it's in there. Everyone's going to see your little 15 second sketch you did with him. And the rock, if he decides to comp compliment it, Tons of people are going to like it. You're at the very top and everyone's laughing their ass off about yeah. who this guy named Deeg is. And it's freaking hilarious. I think it's great. And that's why you can power level through this industry. I mean, you min-max games all the time. Yeah. But what you don't realize it. is how do, how do you min-max this game? Yeah. You probably Dude. didn't do the research, man. I'm saying like, that's the thing a lot of people don't do. Oh, it's a huge game. It's a it's much huge. bigger game than it's any Bigger than Planicide. <laughs> yeah, Planicide's a big, a big fucking game. Uh, yeah. By the way, not necessarily family friendly i hope everyone's okay with that i know oh, no, of course that's, that's kind of it's what you do on your, it's your channel it's, it's yeah. your channel you're fine I'm, i've been on andy's and i did some stuff i shouldn't have but <laughs> i mean like <laughs> well, yeah um okay yeah. well i like i like that idea um so like i guess i have this 
I don't know who's being interviewed. Who's interviewing you now? But we'll just roll with it. Um, no, this is, this is. I'm sorry. I'm I, curious. I what the host. No, 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 no. no this, is, this is very interesting to me. Um, I'm sorry, Andy. I'm Mr. Tangents <laughs> on my on my podcast. That's why they can and go he's four kill hours me right now. long. Like, uh, so okay. The idea is um, getting attention, right? Bringing bringing eyeballs into the content. Because if I did make you know some kind of a a piece of referential content to a very famous celebrity, like let's say I just did something um, and had it ready for when some tweet from some star is blowing up. Even if I only get a fraction of the audience that that that, that celebrity is getting, it's still a, a huge uh, amount of attention. It's basically 10 million people are now looking at your content and maybe you get 10, 1% of it. Yeah. Which is basically easily like 10,000 to 200,000. Yeah, it's still a huge, huge number. Yeah. I, I have to tell you though, like my my personal fear, and this is this is just me and my own like deep insecurities talking, I'm sure, is that people will show up and what will be here won't be good enough. Okay. Like I'm so, I'm I'm so focused on the content. I'm almost like deferring a lot of the 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 marketing and even business type decisions. Um outside of just wanting to be sure I'm not doing anything obviously stupid. Okay. And um, I, have, I have that luxury because I, I'm right now, I'm doing this after work, after my nine to five. Um, so I don't, I don't need to make money from it, but I do need to do something that I really am enjoying and passionate about. And the question of when does this turn into something that I, I actually want to push as a, I mean, I, I don't actually know where it's going to go, but I know I love talking to people. No, so well what said. do you think? I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for you to ask me a question so I can actually tell you what I have in my so head. So do you think that it's completely silly of me to want to focus on the content before I bring in the eyeballs? Or do you think that it's okay for me to go ahead and ask for eyeballs even while the content is, is still being improved? What's your take? Uh, it's a combination of both. It's a combination of both. It needs to be yeah. both in there. Okay. So so let's just say right now, um, I'm gonna give you an analogy, but I'm gonna go right back to this, I promise. Okay. The analogy is uh, you go play Planicide 2. Um, what do you do? You just got in this game, mm -hmm. the big game. What is your technique to learn it? What, do you, what is the first step and second steps? Like, what, how do you tackle a game this big? Mm -hmm. Me personally? So, yeah, like just basically give me, the, give me three tips how you tackle this game on your own. If you basically came in as a fresh new player, what are your tactics on learning? I would say uh, choose an infantry class that you like and um, find a squad to join and if you see a guild tag in those squads that you like see if they're taking people okay and uh why guild why why join a squad why infantry infantry because it's cheaper to pick up and has a more obviously direct impact on the battlefield compared to vehicles which can be a bit more indirect in their impact and are more expensive to be effective with and um why uh why an outfit because that's what's good about the game what's good is 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 the communities and the connections that you have there i think that that's what makes it good i and think this that, is the knowledge of coming from somebody who's played the game for a long time or is a fresh new player coming to the game well so if i'm advising if, if me myself as being who i am advising someone who's a fresh face to the game about how to come in and enjoy it uh i would so say the biggest thing is i was going to probably no one size fits all it, like a piece of advice right. so there's there's any direction you can go so the biggest question was to identify what you would basically direct in your in your approach so it sounds like uh infantry because you can actually be more effective uh longer uh you have a squad of people who can actually work with you and to accomplish yeah. these tasks and outfit will basically teach you more new skill sets and actually right. be more uh opportunities for you to play this game more often 
Uh-huh. And so that sounds like being a part of a stream team. That sounds like basically oh, getting a I chance to be Oh, I see where he's going. Uh-huh. <laughs> he did the end run around. Yep. I get yeah. what you're saying. Is 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 why is, didn't you do the same thing for this? Uh, I just haven't gotten there yet. Like it's not. It wasn't a conscious decision. It's um. What's the I wake up on Sunday night for, and it's like this? I need to find a guest to interview because I want to do this podcast thing. And uh, it's it's still no. uh, it's still a work in progress. But maybe you're right. I'm just saying you you have a formula down when it comes to video games, but everyone forgets that's the formula. What it looks like to be in part of RL real life right. stuff. And it's uh, and I I just turn everything that I have in real life into a video game, and hmm. so that's literally how I live my life. I check out my energy, my mana, my health pool. Uh, how many debuffs do I have today? Okay, I have basically stress debuff. How do I get rid of it? Um, there's a there's a freaking sanctuary over there that will help me cleanse it. <laughs> so it's like, it's, uh, it's if you turn it into a video game in your real life, you'll be able to actually understand how to cure yourself and on anything you have. And if you don't have the tools, uh, how do you go and figure out what this debuff does? Stress. Oh, well, I'm going to go get help from a professional who actually knows how to basically deal with stress because it's a healer. Sure. And so it's like, that's how I look at it because I don't yeah. have the, the answers to everything. So I'm willing to learn from anyone. I love that attitude. Um, I think in order to really apply that successfully, you have to be able to leverage a large amount of personal insight to understand even look into yourself to even be aware of the debuffs that are on you to even be aware of what your strengths are in a way that maybe i think most people aren't that aware of what they bring to the table or what they're carrying around with them but it sounds like arshi you are do you think you are aware of what i bring to the table yeah uh i would say that um honestly um i know it sounds weird um I need to make sure I word this right, because if I don't word it right, it's not as impactful. Um, I genuinely believe every single human being has something to offer to the table, and it sounds weird to say this, but give me a minute. Sure. Um, The time you spent on this planet, you've lived a different journey. You had different quests, different missions than I did. You've seen different things than I have. You've accomplished different goals, and you have different fears than I do, and strengths and weaknesses. And all of us have something to offer in this world. Mm-hmm. But how to deliver that piece is what makes people nervous. And so I, I recognize I had massive social anxiety when I was a kid in high school. Mm-hmm. I genuinely wanted people to like me and I was worried about them not liking me. So I got extra nervous and I mumbled, mumbled a lot. I still kind of mumble when I'm talking here, but I'm not nervous anymore. It's just a, a speech impediment of mine or something. <laughs> um, and uh, overall... I made this system in my mind where it helps me not deal with anxiety anymore. And I talk to anxiety like it's my friend and I go into my chest. I tell everybody about this story because I created a clear crystal in my chest that is so visible from any direction in my, in my soul, anywhere I look or anywhere I feel, I always know it's here. And that crystal says I'm a good person. And what that does means I can go up to any human being and I can go and show them I'm a good person. And if that person felt threatened or intimidated or disrespected or angry at me for whatever reason, I'm willing to apologize for my intentions because I never intended for them to feel those emotions. I wanted them to have fun. I wanted them to uh, be feeling like they're welcome. And so I'll apologize for my intentions, but I won't apologize for my words or my actions because I've only trained myself to believe my words and my actions are respectful to all humans. And so I will apologize and ask him a question right after saying, hey, I never intended for you to feel that way. What did I do so that way I can improve to be a better friend of yours? 
And that's up to them to make a, a choice to become better friends of mine. If they choose to walk away, I know that's not the right time for me to be their friend. They need more time and I need more time to learn how to be better friends for that person. And I won't be offended. I won't be offended. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that sounds pretty incredible, man. Um, so it sounds like you have like a centering piece of your, your personality where you remind yourself that when you say I'm a good person, you're saying, I'm just trying to put this in a, in the frame of mind that the kind of, I can, I can align with, um, that you're reminding yourself that your intentions are, are good. And that even if the way your intentions have manifested have maybe had an outcome that can seem negative or perhaps accidental, um, you can remind yourself, I'm still me. I still have a good heart and that will, that will shine through in the end. And I don't have to worry about losing that in the way that I follow up to this situation or this relationship kind of idea. Did I put that in a way that it sounded right? I think you can interpret it that way as well. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's got many different approaches to it. Simple as I turn off my ego and my pride when it comes to wanting to make a relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. I don't get offended that I'm, I'm a bigger person here. You should basically bow down to me. You invited me on your show. I'm the one basically delivering you pro a product and you're offended by me. I will screw you. I'm out of here. Mm. I'll never have that thought process because you're human. You're somebody I want to basically bond with and I want to respect. I don't care how old or how young you are. I will do my best to basically respect you as long as you are not disrespectful to other humans, you know? Would you say that you're someone uh, who can get along with most people? Pretty much majority. Yeah. yeah. I'm very inclusive. Mm hmm. I can Probably see that. too extreme exclusive, <laughs> to be honest. Sure. Uh, I've had people that were very exclusive in my, in my life that was very pissed off with that behavior of mine. And I've learned how to separate my groups now. Okay. I now let them have their space over here. And I have like new friends I made. I used to grab them and drop them in every group circle and say, hey, meet everyone. I want you to know I love you. Right. And I turned, it turns out I pissed off everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's like... It's the curse and of the so, extrovert though, right? Yeah, it's the curse of the extrovert that you learn when you're younger. And the best way to recognize that is to learn the new friend that you made on what they like to do and how they can have the right friends that you have to be connected. You pick, you pick the right people for them. Don't force them to be friends with everyone because they're exclusive. Mm -hmm. And if you find an inclusive friend of yours, they'll tell you, I want to meet more friends of yours. Mm-hmm versus forcing them to be <laughs> sure it, this is interesting for me because see i'm i'm an introvert but i married an extrovert so a lot of the things i hear you saying i feel like i've, I've heard mirrored in some things that my wife has said about about herself and her interactions um and it's and uh, a kind of a, a, a that i've seen from her a kind of tendency to always believe in the best from every possible interaction like I love, I love this person, and I love this person. That means they're gonna love each other as much as I love them. Um, but it sounds like it doesn't always go that way, or at least it has not. And you got to be respectful of, you know, <laughs> people want to take things at their own pace. Makes yeah. sense because, like, the, the the hardest part about all of that is, um, uh, I would say, is tools. Um, okay. Again, this is not mine. Uh, I didn't make this one up. I'll give, I'll coin myself credit on the things I made on my own after the amount of knowledge I've obtained from others. Um, this one's not mine. This is from one of my mentors. Okay. My mentor told me 
that you're an architect and he gave me an analogy on it. You use different tools for different uh, products, a hammer to basically hit a nail in, a mm -hmm. wrench to basically do its job. Every single tool has its purpose, tape measurement, all of that. You can't use a hammer for everything when it comes to mental problems, when it comes to psychological issues, when it comes to stress. And so if you want to cut a string, you don't use a hammer and smack it until it breaks. Now you can, doesn't mean you can't. You can just do it for a long time. It'll, it'll slowly break and you'll see the hammer was the solution. Mm -hmm. And people be get, become very stubborn and keep using the hammer because it works for everything. But time time will tell when it actually works for mm -hmm. you. And it's comfortable but to keep using the same tool, right? It's the comfortable because we haven't been taught. Okay, yeah. I mean, if I told you right now, whatever you're doing right now for your setup, and I, I give you a new solution to fix it within three seconds. It's made your life a lot easier. It took you 15 minutes to go and get the stream started. And I teach you, hey, just use this program and it'll actually get you everything started. It sets up everything. All the windows are in the right place. Right when you load up a computer, you just push start. You're like, wow, oh, Archie, yeah. thank you. Sign me like, up, Archie. Right. It's an example like where it's like, that's a tool like for a physical. Right. Uh, the apps, uh, the, the phone, uh, basically anything I can talk about externally, but internally, we should be using tools to manage our stress levels, to manage our communications with other people, our, our egos, our pride, mm -hmm. our emotions. What kind of tools um, do you use, Archie? So one of the tools I use is, um, there's a lot of tools, to be honest. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm becoming a therapist. I'm not a professional therapist at all. I'm, I did I'm fascinated by this. mental health. I'm thrilled that you're open to talking about it. And if at some point that changes, we can move on. It's no problem. No, not a problem. I've seen over 13 therapists. Uh, my pa my parents are divorced. Okay. And uh, they thought we were going to go cuckoo because parents being broken up is That's equal hard. to children sucking, basically, in life, in their opinion. Mm. Uh, very frowned upon in Persian culture. Mm. So they took us to therapists over and over again. And when they see my brother not really applying himself, they think it's because of them breaking up. Uh, and I had to be there every time. So it's like, here we go again. Therapist A goes, so Archie, so tell me why, how do you feel about your parents? And the way they're talking is making me want to pass out. And I'm just like, this is not doing anything for me. And so I thought professional help was ridiculous. And uh, it's not for me. You know, I'll handle it on my own. I'll just okay. keep using the damn hammer. And then the third hits, the fourth one hits. And we just keep going back and forth. I'm getting frustrated. My parents were forcing me to go to it when I didn't need it. And I am like whatever my opinion mm -hmm. um was this when you were like, younger like an adolescent or 18 18 yeah. 19 20 21 22 just kept happening because like there was arguments in the house and then it would be like we're gonna go therapy uh, ah. so it's like it was like that i don't need to go but i had to support my brother i gotta support my mom the therapy hammer it's good, it's yeah. good for all problems right yeah and when it's an indirect when somebody else is telling you it you tend to learn it a lot quicker because it's not being directed at you you're not feeling defensive and so you start picking up the, the techniques that they're trying to, you know, cast upon your parents or cast upon, cast upon your friend or your, your relationships. Mm -hmm. And then when it's at you, you're like, defensive shield, put up walls, celestial shield, uh, citadel shield, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Um, battle yeah, stations. Battle stations. <laughs> you're looking at me like, I'm not weird. Uh, and so, <laughs> um, yeah, so that happens. And then so uh, a big so argument happens between me and my dad. Mm -hmm. And this is what turns my life around where I chose to basically tell my dad, I don't want to basically be his father. I don't want to be your son anymore. I want to change my last name. Don't basically associate yourself with me. And it's because of business when we were working together, it just got so severe because he was wow. my dad, my best friend, 
my significant other, it felt like it, um, my enemy, uh, and just, it was annoying. Imagine every time you get a phone call, it's like, I called you, I'm your dad, you pick up. And then I'm like, I'm at work. I'm your boss. You don't basically stop picking up. And then it's like, I, I go hang out. I want to chill. He turns into my boss. And if he's like, all of a sudden when I'm, you know, angry at him, he turns into my friend. It's like, it's just flip of hats all day. And then he's like, wants to piss me off because he's pissed off. And we just kept doing that to each other over and over again. It's not just him. I did it to him too. Because I, you know, an eye for an eye and the world goes blind. Um, yeah. I just wanted to be praised by my dad. I, I don't care about anybody else's opinion, but his, and I put so much value into his opinion. Uh, cause I, you know, everybody wants to have their fathers or mothers basically look up to them and Definitely. approve of their, of their, of their behaviors or their choices in life. And it sucks when you hear them say like, I did better. Uh, that's nothing compared to what I did or like, you can do better than that. This is nothing. Don't be proud of that. And, uh, that, that freaking shot me every time. I was just like yeah, taking bullets and I was taking killer. damage. But he, he didn't know he was doing that. And so then I just mm-hmm. took a shotgun and I did the same thing back to him. So I was like, yeah, pain uh, pain. yeah, and that's the only way I can reduce the pain is by basically punching him in the face, basically with my words. And um, I, I, we got physical at one point in time where he was basically, you know, his, his traditional route was to break a dish whenever he couldn't win in a conversation with me. And uh, I basically went ahead and... Uh, he was going to go and break my, I guess, when I was a kid, he gets frustrated and he goes and breaks my pe- PlayStation when I was playing Final Fantasy VII. I was at the freaking final balance. I was about to do Sephiroth. And uh, he breaks my freaking PlayStation, man. Like the whole CD breaks it. And I'm just like, I put so much time into that. Like, my memories, Aries, like anything. Like, my love of my life is shattered. And I'm just like... I'm feeling it. Uh, and uh, he, he recognized me crying for like weeks and I was depressed and he bought me a new game and, you know, he didn't know, he, he didn't control his emotions because I was an idiot. You know, I'm not listening to him every time I'm on the, on the PlayStation as a kid. I'm like five years old, six years old. Yeah. I don't know how old You're I was when kid. I played. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm entranced by the story. I, ne- I never cried as a kid in a video game when I saw that happen. I'm not going to tell you because it's spoilers. But um, <laughs> So considerate. Yeah, and so, a long story short. But yeah, uh, you and your dad. He did the same behavior. I'm seeing the pattern. He's about to go break something of mine again. As an adult, mm-hmm. he's running upstairs. He's doing the same thing. I'm seeing flashbacks like I'm a kid, running upstairs, mm-hmm. to, like telling him not to, grabbing his pant leg. He pushes me off. This time, I'm like, oh, hell no. Grab him by the face, move him downstairs. I'm like crouch holding him, put him on the ground. I'm like, no. And he's like, let go of me. I'm like, no. You're not going to break a single thing of mine. You really d- need to understand here. Physical physicality is not going to get you anywhere anymore. Mm. And he wasn't physically abusive. Never hit me every once. But I'm just like, he just wants to like, you know, show proof like he's himself. got. Yeah. yeah. And he couldn't control it. So I've held him down. We, we lay down on the floor for like an hour. And finally he says, let me go. I'm like, no. And, and my brother's like having a heart attack. It's like, if you let go of him, man, he's going to be a raging bull. We're screwed. I'm like, no, I'm going to sleep with him tonight like this. <laughs> so it's like... I held him for an hour and, and I let him go and said, hey, you know, I love you, dad, right? And he's like, no, you don't. I was like, why do you not think I love you? He says, like, you don't know what I've done for you. And I was like, I know everything you've done for me. You've done so much. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. And he's like, you don't know me. I mean, like, you don't love me. You basically constantly cause, cause me pain. And I told him, maybe it's best I'm not your son anymore. Maybe I should basically change my last name. And it seems like I never wanted to cause you pain. So I probably shouldn't be your father anymore. I mean, your son anymore. And uh, I let go of him. And he looks at me and I'm crying for him. And um, 
I said, I don't want to talk to you again until we actually seek professional help. Uh, cause I don't want to basically have this anymore. And, uh, yeah. Um, so I don't talk to him for two weeks and he finds a professional and, um, I didn't make any irrational decisions to change my last name right away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we go see the therapist him and I look at each other cordially, you know, cause my dad wanted to see me cry. Probably he wanted to see I cared and I didn't want to cry because of my ego, my pride. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, I sit down and, um, I'm thinking my dad needs help. You know, I'm thinking that he's the problem. You know, I'm hoping to God this therapist gets through to him. He needs it. You know, like I, this is your last chance Dad. this guy's your only hope in life before I leave you forever. That's the mentality I had going into that conversation with the therapist. Little, little did I know I was the one <laughs> that had the problem. I was the one at fault. <laughs> I was like, what? And like, that was interesting when I had my therapist cuss me out. It's like, hey, you little. I was like, you just cussed at me? I was like, what? I've never had a therapist cuss at me in my entire life. Uh, and it, it opened my wild. eyes. I needed that. I needed a therapist to call me out. Okay. Kind of shock you a little bit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm like thinking it's another massive professional douche uh, that is going to be thinking he knows it all. And he's going to be like this guy that is going to be this our savior. And so I never give any credit to these guys. I was a dick. Because uh, mm-hmm. I don't really seek what, what, what the hell can this guy do? I'm human. He's human. How come I can't figure it out? Right. Um, yeah. No, a little bit. In I my know. head, Holy. how would he know better than I do? Yeah. Sure. And in our talks, he talked to my dad majority of the time, but I was listening majority of the time. At the very end of our conversation, I learned tools through the conversation. And then at the very end of the third, fourth, fifth meeting, he says, I think you're good now, Arshi. And I was like, what do you mean? My dad didn't learn anything. <laughs> so I was like sitting there. What do you mean? He didn't learn a single thing. Every time we go back home, he does the same crap. Uh, he's like, no, this whole entire time I was directing it at you indirectly by letting you understand how to build these tools so you can handle individuals all around the world, how to handle your emotions, how to handle your, how to be able to speak to your dad and give him the confidence he needs to basically speak to you with respect. Your father is not going to be able to pick these pieces up. And uh, the reason behind it is because he needs more time in the English language to be able to pick these pieces up. He's originally uh, from another country and it's going to be difficult for him. He's using tools that he knows back when he was a kid and it's going to be tough for an adult to be able to pick up these tools as quick as you are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, BS, you're just giving me, you know, lip service or whatever. He's like, okay, let's practice this. So here's tool number one. It's called APC. Okay. Adult parent child. This is me. This is my father. APC. I know I'm about to put the middle finger up, not on purpose. This is part of the conversation. Context. So when, yeah, context here, guys. And so when I point my middle fingers together, Archie's now talking to his father. If Archie says a trigger word that far forces his father to basically get upset, trigger words are similar to, um, Deeg, I'm going to say a trigger word to you. Uh, maybe I know it, maybe I don't. This podcast is boring. And immediately okay. he's like, screw you. You know what I mean? Like, that's a trigger sure. word that could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd say something to my father about me showing off that, hey, I did another project. And he's like, screw you. <laughs> so I'm like, what? So he goes to child mode. And in child mode, he's now yelling and screaming or saying something really dumb to me hmm. that causes me to go to child mode or stay in adult mode. And so the idea behind this conversation piece is when you are in adult mode, 
when someone goes into child mode after anything you say, this person in child mode has two choices. They either meet you back in adult mode or they run away. You in adult mode has two choices. When the person runs away, you can go into parent mode and chase them. And an analogy of what this means is imagine you're in a relationship with a significant other, mm-hmm. a male or female or male, male, it doesn't matter. And that person gets into an argument with you and that person runs away because they're a child. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, you're going to turn to a parent and you're going to enable that behavior by chasing them to say, hey, I don't want you to hurt yourself. Don't do it. What are you doing? Right. That person will continue being a child forever because you just yeah. enabled that behavior. You're the chasing behavior, him because give the attention, the love. So you have a choice in this moment where, hey, when the child leaves, stay in adult mode or chase in a parent mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. So you stay in a parent adult mode. You patiently wait, and then you wait for when, the ha- when they have the energy to have the conversation again. Mm-hmm. Here's the other formula. When they go into child mode, you have two choices in adult mode. Meet them in child mode and scream at them, or stay in adult mode until they meet you in adult mode. And that's the example. That's the one tool you have to understand in every conversation. When you start noticing somebody's yelling, getting flustered, and getting upset, maintaining child mode, I mean, adult mode, is going to make, make them be able to meet you in adult mode. You go to child mode, the conversation's over. You're both basically split right. up. It's already done. Right. It's finished. You're never going to get anything across. You're done. You lost. That's remarkable, so that's Archie. The, yeah. I could actually think of some immediate applications in my own, my own life. Um, wow. Okay. So APC, one of the techniques you learned from this, this therapist who kind of helped you see some things that, that helped you with your relationship with your dad. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you still did go through with uh, essentially the, the separation with kind of choosing to, did you, how did things go between your dad, you and your dad after that? Oh, um, so one of the things I didn't notice when you're, when you don't have these tools at your disposal, you never know the reason why he goes into child mode. Mm-hmm. You'll never know reasons behind the arguments that you have with the person you love. Mm-hmm. You just can't have it because you're never going to be in adult mode. You never get a chance to recognize your own personal actions of what you've done to that person. Mm-hmm. The person who goes into child mode is actually not just to blame. The person who's in adult mode is also to blame. It takes two to tangle, tango. Sure. And it doesn't mean that because you are more, you have more tools at your disposal, you have to deal with them having to have the same tools to have an equal conversation. That's not fair anymore in life. People mm-hmm. think that's everybody should be equal in conversation. I, they can't make mistakes because I don't make mis- mistakes. It's almost like you're level 99, that person's level one. Are you going to be upset because the level one couldn't do the same raid boss with you? That's not fair. You have to see their actions in the proper context, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I give everybody a chance to recognize that as long as I maintain that crystal, I won't have an ego or pride attached to their level of intelligence or the way they communicate to me or or what they say. And I'll basically let them know my thoughts. I have a joke bubbling up. Please. trying not to say it. No, please say it. I actually want to hear it. That must be very helpful when you're talking to the planet side community. <laughs> yeah, it, that was a tough one. Uh, <laughs> that was a tough one. I mean, it, it was. I gotta say, I gotta give them credit. Every time they were on my show, they were never toxic. Knock someone. Yeah, I, I noticed yeah. that too. That I think was they're very, thrilled very... to just have somewhere to say what they think. No, it's great. I just see. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm a family friendly streamer in a very toxic Reddit behavior. Yeah. game design mm-hmm. and uh they show up in my show and they're the most respectful people i ever met yeah and i give them mad props yeah. um 
Maybe because of the outfit, maybe the family-friendly thing, maybe because they don't want to basically get ridiculed by the other community. I don't know what the formula is, but it worked. I don't know, maybe there's something to be learned from that that APC tool and how they were were, tr were treated and spoken to like as if they were adults. And so it was easy for them to meet you at that level. Yeah. As opposed to game interactions, I think there's it's so easy for people to descend quickly to those child mode. When you, when you get killed by a max for the third time in a row. Or, oh, 100% uh, you're right. They'll just start raging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you used the, um, the, the recursion overlay for Planetside? Not yet. I need to. Okay. I okay. mean, like... It's a cool tool, but one of the, the things about it that, that, that's really awful is that if you die a bunch of times in a row, it says, Death Streak, you're getting farmed. Those are the moments, man. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's all in good fun. You can turn it off. I do something. No, I'll leave it on all day. That's that's <laughs> content for me because I would be sitting there like this after I die and it says that to me. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all about uh, making it interesting, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I would basically uh, internally die on that. So that's APC, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, APC. Now, doesn't mean just because you know APC that you know how to stay in adult mode. Mm -hmm. You need another tool to understand how to maintain adult mode. And it's called, um, <clears throat> it's almost like you're singing a song um, for happy birthday. Like, you know, how you memorize it or ABC or, or ABCs. Sure, sure. It's a way we basically create a song out of uh, a way to memorize a formula. Mm -hmm. and, and that's basically how we can talk about memory palaces and all that stuff later. Okay. But um, I get what you're the example though. of mm -hmm. this isn't a song, but it's, a, it's like a rhyme. Mm -hmm. Instead of being mad why not be sad so instead of being mad why not be sad so when he told me that i was already like triggered i was like <laughs> what you want me to cry every single time to my dad just to get across to him yeah <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. he's like no listen to what i was saying Archie. instead of being mad why not be sad and i was like okay what do you mean by sad it's like good you're you're using that other tool i give you asking questions um and so he says instead of being mad that doesn't give you a chance to be able to think correctly and be able to uh, articulate your words and be able to maintain adulthood, mm -hmm. being able to actually respect the other person through any conversation that they're having, to be able to bring them back from child mode into adult mode. Be sad, which means take your emotional levels and bring it down to a neutral state, yeah. similar to where you're at right now. And that's not sad. This is the idea of saying sad is going to help you be able to bring that bar down and reevaluate it. Because if you say neutral, Neutral and mad will basically have an average above neutral and mad. Mm -hmm. And so basically you see sad and mad gives you neutrality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you want to be the, right at the middle. Mm -hmm. So to be mad, be sad. And that, that means, he means like take a deep breath, That totally breath, makes sense down. to me. Like it's not about wanting to be sad. It's about there's actually like some very physiological things that happen to your body when you're in the mad state. Like... Your, your vision narrows, your blood pressure goes up, all kinds of things happen. And you're, you become, you get into a state that like fight or flight, right? Where it's actually impossible to think about things that aren't right in front of you. It's, it's designed to, 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 to fight off something that could, that could threaten you. Yeah. And so by going from mad, you're on a death streak, to being sad, oh. like, oh, that death streak sucked. Like exactly. Suddenly, it's like, oh, like okay, well, I'm in control of myself again. I understand what happened. That's really sounds like a great tool, man. Yeah, and there's tons of tools out there. 
I would not recommend everybody try to memorize all of them at once. That mm -hmm. is what my therapist told me, that you will start using the tool improperly. Like you'll use the wrench and you'll basically look at it, you'll try applying it and you say, this is dumb. Mm -hmm. You want to master one tool at a time. Mm -hmm. And that way, once you identify how to basically properly use it, you can now move on to the next tool on how to combine them together. So if I gave you a dangerous tool, uh, you would hurt yourself. So you really want to make sure you use these tools properly. So you don't basically apply them and think they don't work just because you didn't, you just literally took the tool and went right to work, right to work, mm -hmm. you know, and um, big heart goes up to you guys in chat. You guys are awesome. Absolutely. Um, the other tools uh, that I would recommend is, um, I know it's not a tool, but it is literally a tool because if you can do this for yourself, you're able to obtain unlimited energy. Um, and it sounds weird. Just give me a minute. Okay. There's a book out there that you can actually research and do. It's a very short read. Like, I'm looking at myself. Love yourself like your life depends on it. Hmm. Love yourself like your life depends on it. I'm writing that down. And there's the book. It's on Amazon. Uh -huh. You can also probably grab it anywhere. The short read on it is unbelievable because... Yeah, I know the, the image of it shows somebody basically pointing something at their head and it shows their heart. But the big message that it gives you, everybody will find a way to love themselves before they read this book. And if they have that already down, this book is just a nice read and you'll actually add more to your life. It doesn't mean that once you read it, you basically flip a switch and you're just a freaking fantastic person on this planet. Sure. Um, the idea of loving yourself, this is a tool again. This doesn't mean that you basically have to have it. It's up to you if you really want to make that difference for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, loving yourself like your de life depends on it means that when you have that love for you, and we're talking about everything about you, um, I can talk about my slouching behavior. I can talk about um, my uh, sunspots on my arm that I get when summertime that looks like I have a disfigurement on my skin. Mm. Um, I can talk about all the weaknesses I have that makes me uncomfortable to show people because it will make me feel weak or I'm not going to be well liked or I'm just going to basically have anxiety uh, to share that with people. But when you love yourself and you love every part about who you are, all your imperfections, all the things you basically are confident about, everything, you finally can start loving others. Mm. You finally can accept others for their quirks, their behaviors, and their their choices, you you seriously have love to give to others, unbeknownstly, and it gives you just an opportunity to see things clearly. Because every time you look at yourself in the mirror, you you smile on your face like I love you, no, I love you, <laughs> and so it's like not like the kind of love where it's conceited. Uh, it's more like you if you have love for yourself, you can love that. How can you love another when you don't love yourself? That's the, that's the question yeah, here. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. There, there are so many ways that self-loathing turns into conflict. The things you, you hate about yourself are the, things that, uh, are the things that you see in others or the things that you feel insecure about in yourself or the things you can attack others for. Um, it's tragic. And yeah, like if you love yourself, if you can walk around in your own skin accepting yourself, right? And it's not about just loving the things that are good about yourself, I'm guessing. It's about loving, like you said, the sunspots, loving the things about yourself that make you feel uncomfortable is seeing the the part in it that's not just like an aberration of you but part of you and uh it makes you unique that's strong stuff arshi yeah 
And then once you love yourself to the point where you love every aspect of it, like you're wearing a unique outfit, uh, a different set of skills, or like, let's say you, have a, you think this is a debuff because you have a disease or a symptom. Right. Turn that into a strength. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of ways you can turn anything into a strength. And if you think that other people... The, the biggest problem I see in everyone, and I've done it myself too, I'm not trying to say we all have problems here. I have problems too. Um, is we, we keep comparing ourselves to others. And that needs to stop. And the reason behind it is if you are comparing yourself to others when you love yourself, I think it could be okay. Because you're not going to hurt yourself over it. You're going to basically get your energy up to basically get yourself in gear and to match that person yeah. in a competitive light that you're excited about, not inspired. hurtful about. Mm-hmm. You're inspired. So when you love yourself, you have the ability to feel inspired and you have the ability to go and push yourself to ac- accomplish whatever you set your mind to. But when you don't have that, you start to hit yourself with all these thoughts. You start to push yourself down and not to do anything because what's the point? I don't have that. I'm not going to accomplish this. It's too much. It's impossible. I'm not a genius. I'm not good looking. I'm not tall. I'm not handsome. I'm not sexy. I'm too big or too small. It's just, it's, you just keep kicking yourself in the butt. You have no Mm -hmm. way of climbing out of it. Mm -hmm. But when you love every part about you and you're just excited to meet another person and that person sees that through you and that person's like, why are they so happy? <laughs> it's like, what, what did this guy do to be this cool? I mean, I don't get it. I just want to be around this person. There's a light, there's a light attached to this person. I want yeah. to know more. Um, you will be able to do anything you want to for yourself. You can be happy in any way you want to live your life or the clothes you wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be saying like, Archie, you wear professional clothes. That's basically the definition of uh, confidence. I'm like, you could probably say that we go to weddings. So it's a once a year activity and once a lifetime activity. Sorry. Once a lifetime activity, uh, <laughs> hopefully knock on wood. I just jinxed everyone in the world. I just made everyone divorce. Um, no, I didn't mean that. Sorry. Don't throw that in the universe. All of you are going to be freaking amazing. All of you guys are going to freaking be successful. I love you. Um, so yeah. So once you go to a wedding, you put yourself, you, you put an energy, you stare at yourself a lot because you got to make sure you, you you fixed anything that you basically have those imperfections to make sure right. you are representing at that space. Mm-hmm. And so when I've been to like freaking 10 plus weddings, I notice when I wear this outfit, I am by far the highest energy person on the planet. I get so much energy just wearing the outfit because I spent oh, yeah. so much time TLC on myself. I feel like a million dollars. I can just do whatever the hell I want to have a good time. Yep. And that's why I wear this outfit for Twitch because I, I, any other outfit I wear, it makes me casual. I'm chilling. But when I wear this outfit, I'm like, it's game you, on. You bring it's the time. energy. You bring that wedding energy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought that was a good time to push it. Sorry. I just get too excited. <laughs> I, know, I know Rel would not approve right now. Uh, <laughs> so. well, what Rel don't know won't hurt him. That's uh, true. <laughs> uh, I like that. Um, yeah, like so, a little bit of like easy takeaway wisdom. Uh, you know, the sometimes the clothes can make the man, and if you feel a certain way wearing a certain thing, be aware of that. And if you can channel that somewhere else, do it. I love what you're doing. It inspires me too. I mean, I'm like, um, I'm like, uh, I I just do the black t-shirt thing because it's simple. But maybe it's time to do something more interesting. No, it's 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 up to you. Um, 
Uh, I'm not saying the t-shirt's the thing. Uh, it, it just, this makes me excited to do stuff. Right. And, uh, and I, I, I go out in public. I go out in public with this outfit. It is the funniest. Are you always wearing that, Archie? I, I did. I would have, no, I, I was like, I gotta okay, go to the so grocery store, guys. I'm getting dressed. <laughs> I was wearing this before I go out to go do something, right? Because I'm about to go on stream again. So I'm like yeah, yeah. practically already ready to go. So I'm, I'm wearing the mask. I've got this on and. I get people turning heads uh, and excited about where I'm going. <laughs> well, like, yeah, totally. It, like it, it draws attention for no hair, reason. You got your night. You got your nice yeah. collar, well-fitted shirt and vest. Yeah. Like that's like hell yeah. This guy knows knows what's yeah. up. It's fun. This guy's uh, going to a wedding, it, or he's going to announce a wrestling match. That's <laughs> 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 too good. It's gorgeous. I'm like sitting here, like, imagine I'm in like a Walmart. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like a Karen is about yes. to go to the manager. Yes. It's going to happen right now. She's right now approaching it. Does not like what the card is doing. <laughs> Just kidding. He's got to wobble. <laughs> He's got to wobble. Over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she didn't read the good. expiration dates. Classic mistake. <laughs> I'm sorry, Karen's in the world. You guys are beautiful. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah. and it's it's clear, Archie. Like I, I, first of all, I took no, I took no no offense or inference um, about relative compare. Like it's clear to me that those clothes are part of what makes you be the way you want to be when you're in front of people, and it helps you yeah. bring that energy. And you're aware of it, and that's mm -hmm. like the key that I'm that I'm I'm kind of worrying at is like not it does it's not wear a vest and a tie like Archie. It's know those things about yourself that make you that let you bring those parts of your personality out that you love and it might not be that for you it might be a certain haircut it might be uh having you know a pair of cat ears on your your headset um you know whatever that needs to be 100 percent. imagine that t-shirt that you wore uh to anime expo with your friends and that t-shirt specifically gives you the most amount of energy because that epic moment you were together or you yeah. have B-Way channel all over you. And it's like, this represents me. I freaking love it. Yeah. It's anything that gives you energy. Put it on and wear it proudly and be excited to express it to everyone else that you guys missed out. You weren't there. It was the most gorgeous moments of my life. Uh -huh. I want to share it if you actually talk about it. Word. And so I have tons of wedding experience. So I'm like, I'm wearing this outfit. Nobody's brought it up yet, but it's fine. I'm just Why like, do you have so much wedding experience, Archie? I, it's honestly because of Planicide 2 and other places that I've run guilds like in Lineage 2. Mm -hmm. um, when you run a gr guild and you're the guild leader and you put so much effort into every human being in your outfit mm -hmm. um, or guild or clan, at one point in time, you become good friends and then you become best friends and then they become married. And they're like, we want you to come to our wedding in Spain. I'm like, holy f yes, I'm going. And then like, uh. we want you to join us in freaking uh, Tennessee and Florida and Cabo, come to Miss Mexico, and like, hey, we got to do Japan. I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> so that's like, awesome. Yeah, and you just you get invited because you put in the time and energy into people you love, and when they get when they find their specific person that they want to basically marry, and they reach out to the people they want to be there, that's how it happens. That's how you and get they invited. Get their gaming friends. Yeah. yeah, they're all my gaming friends oh, too. Oh man, man. It's crazy. So you're hitting on something that is such a is, is one of my favorite phenomenons to to think about and about just how good. And how how meaningful re relationships that are made over games can be. Um, like a lot of a lot of my best friends these days are people who I met gaming online. 
and still hang out with today. Um, but it also sounds to me like you have taken a traditionally introverted hobby and put an extroverted spin on it. <laughs> That's you've, what I recognize. <laughs> you put yourself into a people kind of kind of role, and you just like you use it. You put on like the the, the guild leader or the outfit leader or, or whatever organizational role the same way you put on the the vest and tie. Like it's what lets you be Archie. I try very hard not to do it in places. I did it on Annie Milanakis' show. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Oh. Uh, I did it here as well a couple of times. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, you just jump in? I'm like, that's what my yeah. show's about. So for the record, just do it. Uh, okay. It goes the way that, that the energy goes. Uh, but I, I get that, like okay. on on Andy's show. I, I don't know how he runs it. I, I haven't. I, I've caught like half of one show. He runs it completely scuffed. <laughs> I'm talking about the definition of scuffed. You Google it; it's freaking Andy Monakis. Okay. Uh, and it's like the epiphany of death to an, an OCD monster like myself. Uh. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, he's taught me so much. He's honestly helped me stop having OCD. And stop caring about huh. being perfect, about making sure it comes out right. Is the music there? Did he introduce everyone right? Did he get this thing? He starts the show and he's like, hey. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, God. No problem. Take care, K. Marie. Have a good one. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll check out your information later. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's funny uh, when he does that. And he's just like, silence kills me, man. Any extrovert, silence yeah. kills them. That's the definition of killing vampires. It's silence to extroverts. Uh -huh. And uh, I learned Ewog. Ewog X helped me understand. Uh, my CEO, admin, best friend. Um, helped me understand how to handle silence. Uh -huh. uh, I have another mentor. Um, that's what I'm talking about is his name. Uh, he's helped me recognize why silence is important. Why because is that? introverts or... I wouldn't say so much introverts. There's specific types of people out there. Mm -hmm. You can't categorize all introverts the same. Um, there's specific people out there need time to deliver the information that they just heard. And the way the they process. do it is they literally blow up the person with an orbital strike. But it takes time. They activate an orbital strike and it's like I'm watching the beam of light come. I'm like, come on, when are you going to activate it? I can see the light. Come on. Come on, you can say it. And then it explodes and destroys everyone. And um, I don't let them build up the orbital strike. I keep putting cancel, my cancel. It's because I didn't, I don't let them think about it and be able to think of the most clear, concise, perfect response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, hanging out with me, I drain the crap out of those people because they are constantly having to think of the next question or the an next answer mm -hmm. because I changed it on them because they were waiting too long for me. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I started paying attention to that. And so started learning to add three seconds in my head. I'm like, don't say anything for three seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's a, just wait, Archie. Just wait, Archie. Just wait, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> this is fascinating. Yeah, I'm I, I I used to be pretty sure I was an introvert. I still think I am. Um but I definitely see like I, I'm friends with a lot of extroverts because I really the thing that I love about an extrovert, right? So I'll, I'll, you, you just talked about kind of the downfall of the introvert with the extrovert interaction is yeah. is not not having enough time or space to like decide what you think or what you want or come back in your own way. Um, but what I love about extroverts is they always bring you out, you know? 
like what you were describing uh, earlier about people not always wanting to connect with all your friends and just give people time and space. And But like for me, I'll, I'll always seek out my extrovert friends when I'm ready to like come out and play, but I need a little boost. I need a little bit of energy. Um, so like uh, my, my wife is totally extroverted and uh, sometimes she drives me crazy, but sometimes I just, I need it. And, and vice versa. Like I, I kind of... Yeah. I provide the introverted services, right? The stabilization and the consideration, you know, the the space and the whatever. I'm I'm not a shrink, but, but uh, yeah. But you've you've learned a lot. It's clear. Uh, we talked about a bunch of tools. Um, I'm wondering, Archie, if if it would make sense to con- kind of continue the story. Um, it's up to you. Whatever direction you want to take it. No, I think this is very interesting. Um, I guess I should say like yes. Uh, so <laughs> you talked about how things kind of fell apart with, with your father and how you met a therapist and you started learning some tools and growing. Um, I'm guessing that took that, that was something that happened over time. Um, I know some things about you. I know that you went into, like you mentioned, uh, you know, um, in order to... Uh, kind of refine your uh your, your party crashing game you, you learned to be a, a a landscape architect right is that what yep. it is am i saying that right a landscape architect architectural designer yeah, landscape architect is somebody who focuses on exterior work around okay. um uh where humans actually interact with before they enter a building mm-hmm. or they want to enjoy a park or a setting sure that experience the best landscape architects in the world i would say are at disneyland that makes sense and it gives you an opportunity to know that once you enter the space, you actually see the magic mm-hmm. of what that space has created. Mm-hmm. Natural landscape architects you'll see on the world, like the wilderness, the the forestry, the environment at a beach, that already creates a moment for you. Our goal is to recreate that in a smaller setting in your home or in your uh, at the mall or at Disneyland. Our goal, our goal is to create that same euphoric and design for you and that's the the whole scope of things of course there's another version of landscape architecture where we want to basically preserve things we don't want to see anything go extinct so we work really hard on law and prevent a lot of city building for you know making new construction over endangered species and like Mm -hmm. there's just thousands of different landscape architects there's ones i even focus on golf courses and just the golf green and how long does it take to basically focus on that and they called me i went to school for five years to be a gardener i'm like Mm. you So, owned that's that's where we had a clash of heads between the yeah. engineer department and myself i was like i'm gonna <laughs> so when you were doing the landscape architect thing were you working with your father the whole time or yeah. i might be mixed up on that uh, so i did three different interns between um like one in uh california one like basically spain and like also japan and so uh-huh. like, you know I, I had to learn all the different mechanics and then i don't know when it was so i graduated in 2010 2011. Yeah, that's when we had the, I think, I don't know if it's considered a depression uh, in our economy. Mm-hmm. And I really was upset at my school for making us become an architect. That's the first thing that goes down is construction. Yeah, makes there sense. is no work for an architect when they are in a depressed inco- economy. Mm-hmm. And so I had no job. I just interned for free and I learned a lot from these people. And, you know, I'm a, I'm an extrovert, so I'm going to, I love humans, I guess. And I want to basically know more about them and yeah, people used me, you know, and made me go do their sales. And I signed a bunch of jobs and he got all the credit. Um, but I would never have been able to sit down in that room with those 
big honchos and to be able to sell it is incredibly powerful to learn and to be able to grow those skill sets for yourself. Yeah. And it's not all about money. I know a lot of people think like, Hey, if I'm, if I'm, you're going to use me for time, I need money. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes that skill or that thing, that, that place you went to is priceless. And so that's also, something I learned from another mentor, but yeah, we can talk about those. So the, the place you go is priceless when, when you're selling something or. Yeah. When I was basically invited to go with one of the, um, the head, uh, advisors of the company, mm-hmm. um, He's like, Archie, I, I, come with me for this biscuit appointment. We need to sell it. We need to sell it to this, this company. And so I sat down and he's trying to pitch it. And at one point in time, I recognized that he's pitching it wrong. And I tried to add and help. And I took over the conversation, ra- erased the whiteboard and talked about some new pieces on there and kind of made them excited. And they're like, uh-huh. we're going to do this with you guys. You know, you guys made us work. And I got to leave. And he's like excited. And he's like, you saved the sale. Archie. Yeah, ex- you know, I just added to his already incredible intelligence. I just sat there waiting for my turn to see, can I actually do anything here? I, I'm freaking lost. Yeah. And then I saw there was a missing piece. I just attacked it and I ran mm-hmm. with it. And so he saved the sale and went back and he didn't give me any credit. <laughs> it's like, we did it. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Why tactic. would you say what we did? And of course, if he says Archie did it, he's going to lose his position. Maybe he's thinking I'm a threat mm. or not a threat. I don't even know why he didn't do it. So he asked me to go out with him again. And I did it again. And I was like, I mean, question, like, why are you, I know what you're doing, but why? You know what I mean? And that's so all I thought, like, do you think I'm stupid? Like I was thinking in my head, like, what's the reason behind it? I need to know. So I fell victim to it three more times. <laughs> so it's like, and, uh, and then I finally asked the question, say like, Hey, why aren't you telling, you know, our boss that, you know, I'm helping with this. He's like, no, man, you're doing great. You're helping us out. You know, I'm like, I'm just an intern. You know, like, I'm not getting paid for any of this. Uh, is there a chance that I can, you know, get a position? And he's just yeah. like, don't worry about that. Let's just keep doing this. And so, like, I had to basically draw the line with the boss and saying, hey, I've been five times to five different appointments. Has he ever told you anything that we did in those meetings that I've done? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I, I just thought he's teaching you. And I was like, makes sense. And so I told him, like, hey, maybe it's probably best I don't basically work here anymore because this is what the situation's like for me. Mm-hmm. He's like, honestly, Archie, I'd hire you if I knew you were doing that. But at the same time, even if I knew it or didn't know it, we can't afford you right now. Yeah. And I was like, that sucks. But I appreciate it. He's like, you should go and take the knowledge you've obtained and go and basically work for your own self. You okay. will kill it. Is that and what you so did? That's where I chose to do with my dad. Yeah. Got it. And that's where I scaled the business dramatically because of all the skill sets. Thankfully, I did not basically turn into somebody who was super hateful of those memories uh i looked mm-hmm. at those memories as incredible skill sets that i learned that i can actually do something on my own mm-hmm. and that's why now if anybody wants to use me and i see there's a benefit so for still learning i'll still get used <laughs> i don't care i'm learning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm learning some incredible talents here um i'm learning some life skills that i traditionally would never have learned in school right and so those are extremely valuable and now I think a lot of people fail to recognize that they think time equals money. Yeah, it does. But literally, yeah, there's a lot that goes into a sale, though. Yeah, it's not that simple. So yeah. I've had a chance so, to sit on a bunch of sales calls myself, more on the, the technical side of things, um, com- um, software solutions work. But yeah, and one of the big learning pieces for me to resonate with you is like um, so much of a sale isn't about. Make, isn't isn't just about the, the proposal, 
the proposal has to be good in the first place. The proposal is kind of easy. You want X, we'll do Y. The part that's hard is making people like you, making people want to be associated with you. Um, one of the things that becomes more and more apparent to me, even at the highest level of big corporate sales decisions, is they're made emotionally. Yeah. And that's okay. Because people every make... single company at that top is already good enough. They can all handle anything that you throw at them. They want to know, can we have a relationship more than just business? Yeah, can we trust. see you hooking me up in the future? Can we see you basically looking out for me when I basically get screwed? And trust is one thing. Friendships, one thing, you know, connections is another. There's just so many factors that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just have to basically play the card of like, hey, I, this is what I know I can do to do. Uh, Mayor Wartz said it best. He has it on his Twitter account okay. um, about how to connect with, you know, I mean, he didn't say it best. I, I was currently what I've seen. There's plenty of people out there that have always said it, but he's just, I just recently watched this video. He's hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, talks about how to basically approach companies and how to get sponsorships. Oh, <clears throat> for streaming? And, uh, for streaming, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I'm not saying like, you know, Mayor Worsen teach me. He gave me new pointers, but that's pretty much what I, what me and Ewok do. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. send them an email, connect with their uh, community manager, show your interest in their product, express what you can do to improve their product or add to their product or increase the overall awareness of what they didn't yeah. do or should do. Mm -hmm. All of that's included. And so he explains it in a very funny way. It's <laughs> very professionally at the same time with his uh -huh. shirt basically being completely cut off in the middle and a hairy chest is showing while being very focused. And zooms into his chest a couple of times makes me basically laugh my ass off, which makes humor and education an incredible tool or you'll it remember is. the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a very important tool for teaching and learning. Yeah. <laughs> when you get a chance, send me the link to that. I'd love to see it. Oh, of course. Um, okay. So you had the experience of going through internship, being taken advantage a little bit, but taking, taking the good, leaving the bad. And then you started a partnership with your, your dad and did he already have a business doing this work or did you guys start together? He already had this business. Okay. So you, you plugged business in his business was, and you, you elevated yeah. it, it sounds like. Yep. Uh -huh. And how long were you doing that for? Five years, I would say. Okay. Okay. And over the course of, the, of those five years, was, were things with your dad in an okay place or did they continue to get worse over time? It was the beginning of like going, going to crap. <laughs> okay, okay. So like the first year, I wasn't year, sure where on the timeline. Year, got it. Yeah, it was like first two years it went to crap, and then that uh, second year got the therapist, and then it was just went, or maybe it was fourth year. It was like four years of hell, and then like the last one year, we became better friends, and now we're best friends, and now we're irreplaceable. I wouldn't. So want you a guys go both through from the experience. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, There's no way. I basically, <clears throat> it's hard to explain. You all know what your parents are capable of, and you know their mistakes uh, that they've done to you and your regrets or things you wish they could have done more for you, uh, the quirks that they do that piss you off. And you know so much about your parents because you grew up with them. Some people don't even have any parents or hate the fact or so I've lost them. Knock on wood. That doesn't happen anymore. Um, the uh, idea behind it is you can't be upset at your parents' financial status, education, knowledge that they could have offered you because uh, the Jetsons had better education and their children had better toys to play with and they are smarter than you. The biggest problem, this is another tool I had, 
to recognize is that everyone starts in this world at a different starting line. Mm -hmm. And once you recognize that, you can accept the fact that everyone's not equal. Mm -hmm. And you can actually recognize on how to catch up. And the problem behind all of it is nobody really knows what the hell I'm talking about until I show them an example of a football field. Mm. If I say Deeg, I want you to just go ahead and stand at the biscuit touch line and I want you to move forward 20 meters or 20 yards. Mm. And now you're standing at the 20 yard line. I go and say, Jade and Devin, I want you to go ahead and move up to the 20 yard line as well. And then I say, Arshi, I want you to move back 100 yards. And I'm like, why back? I'm, I'm going to go to the stands. I'm not even on the field anymore. What the hell? And the biggest difference between it all is the ones that are not standing on the field and they see the big, vast gap distance, they don't want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't want to play the game of life. Mm-hmm. And they just choose to be complacent based on what their parents have done. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind it is once you recognize where you are starting in life, based on your education, based on your values, whatever, you can start sprinting and actually put in the effort to catch up mm-hmm. because everyone wants to put their efforts at their own paces. Some people want to stop at the 50 year old line and they're done. Some people want to grow to the 25 year old line when they start at 20, but it's everyone gets really upset with this unfairness rule. Like it's not fair that I didn't have this. It's not fair. You had this. It's if right. I had that, I'd be more successful. Yeah. You can do anything you want to get anything you need in life. If you Mm -hmm. don't have long hair, shave your head, go get a wig and make that basically a confidence piece. Mm -hmm. You know, make that yours. It's now your hair. You do it every single day. Yeah, you do a little bit more time. It's perfect. You know, like anything you want to do, you can get anything you want. You just have to love yourself like your life depends on it to apply the energy and then apply the tools and then be able to, all of that works in unison. Right. And um, and that's the thing that we're, the last tool I can give you so I don't sit here all day and give tools to everybody. I can relate to that. What we were just talking about, okay. but before you go to the next one, because I've learned some very important tools in my own life in the last few years, and I'll be 40 soon. Like, I'm pretty far downwind, and I've been, I've struggled with a lot of frustration about saying, why couldn't I have been told this, or why didn't I know this when I was in my, in my teens, in my 20s? How might my life have looked if I had been going down the path I've been on for the last few years, for the last 20 years? Um, it's a tough, it's a tough feeling. Um, but the reality is that you can get a lot done. And if you focus on where you are, I, I have a sense, and I don't know, I don't know if this is right, but I have a sense that if you have an awareness of where you are, you can get further than the difference between yourself and everyone else where they may have started with the time you have. So rather than worry about the last 20 years, let's, let's have the, the best next 20 years and I'll get further than the guy who started 50 yards ahead of me. Every single day. <laughs> I was super excited. You, you got excited. I was, like, yes. I was like, oh no. I was like, felt like I just basically broke the freaking floor. How long, like heavy that was. Continue. <laughs> that was the idea. I, yeah. Did I, did I get it? Yeah. And basically uh, you've defined it as, um, I'm going to see if I can summarize or add, add to what you're describing. Okay. Um, instead of regretting that you wish you could have told the bullies in high school something and you could have got the girl you wanted or the job that was yours or, or, if this didn't happen, I would have been successful or if my stocks didn't go down, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where you are currently sitting in your life right now, if you can start focusing on what you can do today, so that way you can actually high five the future version of you tomorrow 
And so that way, every single day you accomplish something. So that way, the future you can look behind you and saying, okay, I accomplished those tasks yesterday. Let's do something else so we can continue accomplishing tasks one at a time until you start noticing you've built a pyramid, mm -hmm. you built a freaking monument, you built a skyscraper. And it's just monstrous amount of work that you decide to apply yourself day to day versus thinking about the larger goal that I want a million dollars. Just say, I need to basically do something to benefit myself every single day. Little by little, you'll start noticing you have more energy to do more. Mm -hmm. And then you are way past those individuals you've completely have compared yourself to in your life. Right. I'm 34. And I don't even have a significant other yet. Mm hmm. I went to school for five years and got a degree and it worked for five years and I just threw it all away. Mm. I'm doing a Twitch career that doesn't even pay me a penny compared to what I used to make. Mm -hmm. What does this say to anybody else over there who lost their jobs? <laughs> Practically lost my job. If you want to basically put me in the same boat. Yeah. The difference is I'm happy doing what I'm doing and I'm not making a penny. I have a savings mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not going to give up until I achieve it. And if I die trying... I am super happy about basically trying because you're doing I won't regret what you want. any of this. Yeah. I, yeah. Anytime I just apply myself, I, I can't basically regret it because if I don't do it and I waste 10 years of my life and I realize I wasted 10 years of my life and I regret the 10 years I didn't do anything, I'm going to do another 10 years of my life regretting the 10 years I didn't do anything and I'm going to keep this cycle of crap. <laughs> so right. You'll never get out of this funk. You have to wake up whenever you want. It's the yeah, freaking, you, just, you took the blue pill, you should take the red pill. <laughs> yes. I had that thought too, but red pill is such a, a stained term these days. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's like, okay. No, you took the wrong pill. You took a white or a Again, blue context. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the thing that they say is that people who are at the end of life on their deathbeds, the things that they say about what they regret are, aren't choices they made. It was when they make it, didn't make a choice. Is when they didn't follow and do the thing that Their they dream. knew was in them to do. And they did the thing that was stable. They did the thing that was um, safe. And of course, that's a, you know, hindsight, right? But right. Uh, boy, that's a, a strong message. And you're certainly living it. Maybe that's a good point to talk about your transition away from that stable life you were making for yourself into this new world of streaming. We already heard the story about um, crashing TwitchCon, but what what got you up to the point? Uh, <laughs> it, it sounds like Ewog was the guy who kind of inspired you to look at this in the first place. How did I that go that down? Little, I didn't say anything. Um, <laughs> uh, that guy <laughs> just completely uh, putting a screw in my life, uh, making me trip up. I'm like, hey, would you look at this? And I was like, really? Sounds like he has the master uh, I, plan for you. Uh, yeah, he, um, he threw the wrench in my gears, uh, crackled everything. And then I, I agreed it, it was a great idea to basically apply, but I, I wasn't confident yet. I needed more time. The amount of money I spent on research or conventions and hotel costs and, uh, and the materials in this room and the camera equipment and the computer mm. and the monitors and just whatever the table this is and like everything like can you can hand over like 20 grand probably right now big investment and wow yeah and uh it's like i first started with five grand and then i said i'm gonna basically work with that mm -hmm. or no maybe maybe more than that 10 grand let's say i started with 10 grand and say like let's do streaming okay i bought a okay. three thousand dollar pc and like all this other stuff little nitty-gritty uh, stuff 
Uh, so I got the 2080 Ti. Like I just said, I'm not going to deal with anything lower than that. Let's just yeah. get the top of the line and call the it best. a day and see what happens. And if I fail at a streamer at the highest quality computer, I don't have anything to blame but myself. <laughs> so it's like, all right, you're and, and then minimizing I, your variables. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I recognize that, you know, you don't need a 10, 2080 Ti PC to play mm-hmm. this streaming game. You can literally take your cell phone with like an iPhone 5 and hit record and you can make content with a 160p quality and no joke uh, you can do anything as long as you put in the effort in a craft that you want to share with the world mm-hmm. and so if you had a bubble diagram and I make a bubble diagram right now on the screen for you so you can imagine it mm-hmm. and this bubble in the far top left I'm going to say you dig and this all this group over here is your core audience your community and over here is the world. I did this for uh, Goateezy earlier, one of the AAA uh, members. Okay. Uh, family members. Mm. And so when you see the uh, circles intersect each other, you'll notice that you and the community, when you want to play a game and your community wants to watch it, you have accomplished those two circles that overlapped. Mm-hmm. If you and the world want to see something and do something together and you do something that basically complements the world, you have made this little bubble connect. Mm-hmm. Your community probably didn't want to do what the world wanted to see. Okay. And so if you are able to solve the piece of your community and the world, you have hit all three circles as long as you, the world, and the and, uh, community want to see that piece that you want to deliver. Mm-hmm. And to balance that and figure that out is very difficult, of course, but that's the ideal state in this content creating realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people think that uh, I can just go and send my video on the onto YouTube and you know people will like it, people won't. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing that we have to recognize is our actions. Our own personal actions speak louder than words. In what way? Diga, are you very excited to go watch a zero viewer streamer? Not usually. Are you excited to go and see what the hell... 1 million people are doing right now on Twitch, watching 1 million viewers on one guy's channel, wondering why is everyone here? AOC went live just a few hours before we started. That blew my mind. Right? And AOC was giving me like a heart attack on her choices as the imposter in the very beginning. (laughs) I was like, no, don't, don't stand there. No, 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 no. I was like freaking out. I was getting like heart palpitations, man, just watching her play that game. Yeah. And like, and watching uh, Disguised Toast basically like hook her up and support her. He did a fantastic job being her teammate. Mm. And uh, she just doesn't know what the hell is going on. So she's playing against monster experts, man. People yeah, play I the mean, game like a million times. Yeah, of course. But they're having fun. And I saw some of them did not do a good job of making AOC have more fun. But again, AOC did a great job of having fun regardless of the outcome. And it turned out really well. It was overall a good yeah. idea. Because, you know, when you play the game for real... And you see a freaking noob did the kill. Are you going to just call out the noob right away? You can make it. You can tickle the noob a bit. But AOC, what were you doing earlier? You know, like, just make him have fun. Like, I, I, uh, you know what I mean? Like, bring it out a bit more. Like, tickle him. But, like, no, he's like, oh, I just saw him slight their head off. And I was like, oh, man, you just threw him under the bus. And so they're like, we're going to, we know it's this guy's toast and AOC. And then, like, we're going to kick this guy's toast. He's like, wait, no, what? And they kick out toast. And leave AOC. And so that means I was very smart on all of them as content creators to create content to make her have a heart attack to try to figure out how to win this whole uh-huh. game by herself. It was uh-huh. great. They're super smart. Yeah. Great content creators. All of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's when I don't you here. And so I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't even push play 
on my stream because I was so intrigued about how AOC was reacting to Among Us. Me too. What a moment. I mean, it's not... 350,000 viewers at the time and within 40 minutes of this show. Yeah, like when I when I dipped out... So I, I actually... I always go out for a walk before I do do the podcast. It helps me get centered, settled. And I just do a loop around the... There's a Safeway down the street, a uh, grocery store. I just do a loop around it, come back. And while I was out there, someone pinged me about it. And I, I, I started I started just listening to it while I was while I was walking. And uh, I it was just incredible. Um, when I turned the stream off, it was like at 420,000 viewers. Um, it sounded like it was going towards half a million, which is just crazy. And even more impressive, though, is like, and this is a whole podcast in and of itself, but seeing the way that we interact with the political mechanism being catching up with the way that young people and actually interact is fascinating. First, the Twitter president. Now we have the, now we have streamer AOC. I mean, it's a new world. I'm telling you this, this whole content creating business that we're in right now is constantly blowing up because of COVID. And uh, it's just, everyone's at home. Everyone's consuming Mm -hmm. the internet. And um, the young entrepreneurs like you and I, are getting the lower end of the stick every single time. <laughs> so it's like, we're not going to be seen with more people watching the content. We're just going to constantly see them go to the top. That's what I was trying to tell you earlier. Right. How, and how and do you, how do you get around that problem? What I told you earlier, mm-hmm. world, community, and yourself. If Give the world wants to see you, basically, the example earlier I gave you is if you basically said AOC is now talking, you take AOC's picture and she said a quote earlier and you know, she's oh, hot okay. right now. Yeah. And then you're basically interviewing AOC in a very creative way where she answers the question where you're, you're already thought of a question before she said it. And then she says it and you, you already know the answers. If you have the answer sheet, think of questions and you just basically act it out. Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. and then you say that part, it plays her part. And then you do the next part, like AOC. Yeah, we need you to, st-, and she starts doing more like what's going. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. you're taking her content and you're making it, make it look like you're interviewing them. Sure. And you're making funny interviews based on their quotes that they had in their life that they actually haven't been recorded out there. And you can take that recording and make it part of your podcast, little short 15 second, 30 second segments. Sure. And then hashtag them. They're 9.1 million followers. We'll laugh Mm -hmm. their asses off about what you just created and we'll follow you. And then when you said, I don't know if I'm ready for that content to come to you, I was going to answer that earlier Mm -hmm. is you need to now have the piece about what you want your community to be a part of. Hey, very easy one is what do you guys want to see next? Who should I target next? What is your next person that you want me to make a fun scummy sketch on? And then as you do that for two to three to four to five to six, seven, eight weeks until it dies down and you fed them all, they're all fat and juiced up on everything you fed them with hamburgers and hot dogs. And now they're passing out of the content like I did with my office spotlights. Nobody wanted to see anymore. It's redundant. Move on. And do something else. And that community actually enjoyed what you offered them. They're full. They're not hungry anymore. Mm-hmm. They're like, mm-hmm. what is Deeg up to next? And they hang around. And that becomes part of your community. Yeah. I'm actually having something kind of like that going on right now. Where um, one of the things that I've been championing for the last six months or so is a very small community of people playing a very old video game called Team Fortress Classic. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, TFC. yeah, TFC. So the 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 game that that preceded Team Fortress Two, which most people will be familiar with, and um, 
it is very old. It's like 21 years old, I think. And uh, so I used to play in very serious, sweaty, competitive Team Fortress Classic back in the early 2000s. And a bunch of me and my old clan mates got back together two years ago, just on Discord, just talking to each other. And then during lockdown, someone had the bright idea of let's make a beer league. We'll play each other. We'll play each other like we like we did in the old days. It'll be hilarious. And um, it's still going. So I think I've seen you cast it or you were doing a casting of it and you were sitting there checking out all the teams are all basically blowing each other up. And uh, I think the map was like basically a hill going down. And then you went through this like square hole and everybody's basically like mulch trench. Like, I don't know. It sounds like mulch trench. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it has a, the, the kind no, of was, green was valley in the middle. Memories watching. Yeah, that was and a great. I saw match. that whole cast, and I was like, I was like, basically trying to like ask you a question. I'm like, no, he's in the middle of casting. It's like if I wasn't casting, I gotta let him focus. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like, I don't know what the hell's happening, man. <laughs> it's like there's so much death happening. There's like yeah. a team of blue coming in the room, and then like they die in seconds by a red team. It was like oh, I don't even know. Yeah, it's about. a very fast paced game. Uh, Jaden Devin saying, what are you talking about? The 90s was only 10 years ago. Yep, exactly. That's ah, the way I feel. Um, uh, I, I feel where, that way too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we talk about 10 years ago with the technology increase, it makes us look like it's 100 years ago. It's so true. It's so true. Like yeah. the thing, thing I, that, that impresses people when I tell them is like, you know, I used to play video games before, uh, before Facebook existed, before Twitter existed, before YouTube existed. People are very impressed that I was playing online games before all that. Uh, but anyway... Um, to link it back to the problem we were that that we were just talking about, so I've been doing this uh, this cast for the community where, and there are other people who are doing it too. But I'm I'm kind of the one who's brought the most like the most production effort. I have multiple points of view. I have multiple casters. I have a scoreboard that I update on the fly. Um, I'm doing a lot to try to provide value to the cast. But it's a small community. And it, honestly, it, in terms of participation and uh, hype, it hit its ceiling in the very first cast. The worst one I did, the first one I did, had like 92 viewers, which was like almost the entire community. And then over time, it's just gone down and down and down. And now it's in its, it's like 20s. And so we're getting to the, towards the end of this season. And I still like to do the casting work. I still enjoy it. But um, the community seems a bit full. Like it's a bit full of that offering. And, and I'm asking myself, well, what's next? Um, I don't know the answer to that question, but remember, I'm thinking... Remember that, uh, the question I asked you earlier? Which one? Uh, when you basically do, let's say you did um, uh, AOC. AOC is me. You did yeah. the thing. And then a bunch of people come in here. You're like, I don't know what's next. What is, it, what is the thing I told you earlier? To make a mock interview? Mock interview to make AOC basically look like. Let's imagine AOC has a recording of her yeah, talking about like, uh, Among Us and she dies, and then I need an editor, says, dude. <laughs> well, I, I know, I know, I know the editing is tough for a lot of us. I hate editing as well. But what's up, talk to me, Goose? It's good to see you, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. Um, so here's an example when it comes to content creation. Uh huh. Streaming on Twitch. It's very easy now for me to just push start and then hang out and just talk about anything. Right. But nobody wants to tune into Archie TV if they don't know him on a personal level. Right. And to create that personal level, you have to give him curated content, a curated version of yourself, a mm -hmm. first impression that is more powerful than them showing up in the middle of your stream and not knowing who genuinely you are. Right. right. You have less than 10 seconds to appeal to a person in a conversation when you first meet them. Okay, makes sense. And so on a Twitch stream, it's very hard to appeal to them because you don't have 
um, the world of one million people watching you where they're like, hey, there's a crowd forming around this band. Mm-hmm. I want to watch this band a little longer than 10 seconds. I think they deserve it because I want to be a part of them. In I want to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. At that time, D, you could do whatever you want. <laughs> they all are there for you for anything. But right now, you want to know what the world wants to see, what your community wants to see, and what you want to do. And so you don't want to do this parody thing. You can do whatever you want. So let's talk, let's talk about the piece that you had over at T4C. What you can learn from this. Don't feel regret. There's uh-huh. thousands of new ideas you're going to come up with. And the moment you hit have. 90 views yeah. and you finish the tournament, you ask the community right then and there while it's hot, while it's boiling hot. Mm-hmm. It's super exciting. People are flipping out, but they feel mm-hmm. like there's a missing piece to this. If it had that piece, I would watch tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, guys, if you guys liked what you basically watched, come in my Discord, go to the comment section below, go to the basically the channel for feedback. Let me know what you want to see next time on mm-hmm. uh, T4C Battles. Was mm-hmm. the camera position good? Did you guys like the cast? Do you want more energy? you want less energy? you mm-hmm. want a better team? Do you want to sign up? Let us know, and we'll make it happen next time. And then... They're like, wow, I can give feedback. And you have to be there to respond to that feedback. The first person that posts, you say something right back. Respond to the first 10 people. People will see that you listen. Yeah. And they'll not being just a post on a forums. Yeah. And then they're just like, you do apply one of those thousands of messages and say the person's name or who you applied it because of Mm -hmm. that person. Everyone's going to be like, damn, this guy actually listens and he actually applied it. And that was actually a good feature to the show. And I like it. It's a little something I see you doing a lot of too. Like, you're really, really good at being like, that's a great idea. This person suggested it. I'm recognizing them. Like, I really see you do that. Yeah. Yeah, I really see you applying that. And that makes total sense. Um, I've definitely done some of those things with regard to this cast. But that's a good lesson to to think about for me, for other things as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to think about that. and you know, I didn't pay you for consultation services, so perhaps we should. No, no, this is this is basement should. chat, man. It goes there every <laughs> want, man. Oh well, if, if if you're cool with that, like, okay. Oh, that's that's so totally here's... fine. That's just just getting a chance to hang out with you, and it's really fun to be a part of this. I saw your chill chat with basically Rel. You did something great with him. You showed off his personality. Uh, I couldn't do that. I was pushing the button every ten seconds. It's like, I love this man. He's like, like, oh, actually, you're draining me. <laughs> We have different styles. Oh, I, do, I was tickling him on no, purpose. You know, kinds of I, had styles. I, I was telling yeah. A-Flick about this when, when I interviewed him because he had been thinking about talking to Rel too. And I, I, I encouraged him, dude, go for it. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to do it. And he did. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, a couple it. weeks I ago. I saw Shakhtar and A-Flick in their cost. Yeah. It was a fantastic yeah. show. Um, very good. And everyone who's talked to Rel, and Rel's been very available to the community. God bless him. Um, shout out to Rel. He has, every single person who's talked to him has brought out something different. There's been a different mm-hmm. level of, of, uh, of contact with the game, uh, with, the, with the man himself, with the, with the studio. Um, it's very cool. Very. So everyone has their own thing to bring out. And the thing I think That's... that, the thing I hope people find interesting about me is this kind of thing, is the thoughtful, patient exploration of ideas, especially interactively. So what I actually tried to do to do what you suggested, which is to get people a slice of me, uh, a little bit of curated, a curated piece of, of what I've done is I'll actually look back at a podcast that I've recorded and I'll try to find some moments from it that hang together all by itself. Mm-hmm. And I'll tr- and what I'll do is I'll actually make a clip out of it. Like there are a bunch from the REL podcast that I did, I think. Um, 
And um, so with these clips I've done, and you know, I'll try to give them a nice title and I'll make an interesting thumbnail for it. And uh, I've gotten some level of traction. Actually, in some cases, I've had I've had clips from a podcast that did dramatically better than the podcast itself in terms of people being interested. Um, but what I'm finding is that the amount of time and energy it takes for me to generate those clips means that I ha I get I, means I do fewer podcasts, and that's tough for me because I feel like I'm still learning how to do this format of content where I'm talking to someone one on one or even more than one on one. And I really want to get good at this. So, um, you know, I'm still thinking about it. So my, so my question is, why Twitch when you could do a YouTube version of this? Why are you doing it on Twitch? Because I like the real-time interactivity. And because I have, like, I, I grew up a choir boy. My mom is a choir director. Mm -hmm. I performed, like, a, in, on stage in high school and college um, in musicals and, and dramatic performances. I have, like, a, this performative aspect of my personality. That doesn't turn on if I'm not live. So if you're, let's say you and I are right now on a channel together and you push record and we're just yeah. chilling and talking like this, does it not give you the same sense of that, hey, other people are watching this show versus it would probably like, hey, work. we're doing this? It would probably so work. So it depends on the person too. Doing it on Twitch at the start seemed like it was like, like a strict value add. Like I'm going to do this anyway. I might as well be live on Twitch and have a Twitch presence as well. That was the so, thing. So the next question is, um, what's the difference between Twitch and YouTube? If they're both the same thing, that would basically occur the same thing. What's more powerful on YouTube versus on Twitch? Or what's more Twitch powerful on community, Twitch? Twitch is community, YouTube is reach, right? Okay. So I'm going to point out, I'm not that talking smack on you at all. Just want you to point it. out. Talk to me, Goose says, Deeg, what do you want out of your channel? It was at 9.08, three minutes later. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like trying to get that out. He said the message. Brand new guy comes on your channel. Mm -hmm. um, when, do you want to, when do you want to address that chat question in your opinion? Do you think that's what do I want out of my channel? Um, well, no, before you do that, like, go ahead. when do you want to address questions from the chat? Like, what is your mindset the moment you're doing these basement chats? Yeah. Do you think the chat asks a question? It's like, well, I got the guy in front of me. I want to respect this person across. Mm -hmm. But to add that, that's going to change the subject. How do you get them to recognize, I saw your question. I will bring it up next while not changing the behavior of the conversation from somebody right. that might lose their focus. So typically what I'll do, um, if the question is uh, like actually directed at, at you know, uh, myself or the guest, is I'll, I'll acknowledge the question in some way. And if it's a good question, well, we'll then, then I'll make sure we spend some time on it. I'll acknowledge who asked it. It won't always happen like immediately. So it might be like like a couple minutes delayed. Like I was actually going to come back to the question. I, I did see it. Um, okay. But I am still evolving my approach about the chat interactivity for these these podcasts because I think that it, it will always be important to me that, that, that the discussions stand alone as as replays and, and not be like a you had to be there type thing. Um, okay. So then, uh, so the I, one I'm not, the I'm not would, attached to any, of the it, to, to any of how it is now. And Mr. Goose just made a good point. If you delay it, though, it might feel like you're being ignored. That's That's fair. Yeah, and because you're on Twitch, the difference is that the community who's watching uh, is coming in for that in-person interaction. They want to be part of this podcast, uh -huh. but they also know whenever they type a message, every community member knows if they say something, they don't want to basically bother the host or the guest, but they also right. want to add value to it. And, and so then it feels like a church service. Of, you have to be quiet yeah. and listen, right? But that's not Twitch. Twitch basically makes you... I feel like you could actually say something in chat. That's part of the formula here. And mm. so if you find that formula that works for you, 
uh, and think about that. Uh, I'm going to basically probably take you to uh, a minute to go to use the restroom while you think about it. And then you go tell ahead. me which solution you've created. Um, think about the solution and how you can let the chat and I'll let chat talk to me, Goose. You can tell me your opinion as well. Everybody in chat, what do you think is right that you can do? Um, what formula do you think you can create where you showed proof that you saw the question, but you're waiting till this is finished. And that way it shows proof to them that you're going to get, you're going to wrap it right back up to them. Leave that to you for a second. I gotta go stretch. All right. Go do I'm the necessary. Dying. I'm right back. No worries. I drink way too much water. <laughs> Two bottles. I should probably do the same. I'm good though. I'll keep a chat company. It's going good, man. Um, let's all pee right now. All right, chat. Synchronized peeing. I'll sit here while we all pee. Uh, and I'll just pee my pants. It's fine. Um, you guys can't smell it anyway. And uh, yeah, we'll just uh, I'll pee on three. Everyone ready? I got. I should have a bottle right here. One, two, pee. That'll be great on the VOD. Am I on a starship? Uh, this is a background from um, the Sanctuary Starship from Planet Side, actually. So yeah, I suppose I am. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I try to find. Um, Ever since I started doing uh, the green screen thing, which I'm not 100% sold on, I'm trying it out. Um, I try the try different backgrounds and see what works. Um, honestly, the whole presentation I have right now is something I'm thinking about changing. But uh, actually, what really inspired me, what I really like to do, um, if you guys have ever heard of, uh, or if you're familiar with Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, that old cartoon TV talk show with the, the superhero, um, what he do is, the, the presentation is, you have the host sitting at the desk, and then you have this this chair with a TV sitting in the chair, and and the guest is sitting in the TV. I always thought that would be a, a pretty fun way to present it. Hey, Archie. What's up, buddy? Oh, I feel so much better. Uh, oh, it feels great. <laughs> we all just we, we, we all just sure. peed on um at the same time. We were all peeing. No way. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We, I, in fact, I I synchronized it, so I, I'm guessing that you started peeing at the exact moment I said it. Did you oh, really? Okay. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I peed my pants out of solidarity. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I did it. No, what did you, you gonna call me on it? What did what did, did chat say? Uh, I don't know. They seem to be on board. Um, we're just talking about the fact that I'm on Sanctuary, uh, the the planet side starship for my background, and uh, yeah. Um, but I, I want to get back to the question you you prompted before you uh, relieved yourself. Oh, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, and I also want to come back to talk to me, talk to me Goose's question, um, which is a big question. So I'm going to need some time to think about it. But, um, so yeah, you brought the point of how do you make people feel like they're in the moment, like their feedback is, is matters. Like it actually is interactive, even if what you're doing is an event and the event limits, limits the interactivity somewhat, Right. And what are some ways to do that? And an obvious way to do that is to have like a, some kind of a, like a question queue or a message queue that's implemented, either with a chat command or even like a form. People can send questions to ask. And then we could have a certain period that people can look forward to to be like, hey, we're going to do Q&A from the community. So all of your questions, if you have them, send them here and we'll get to them at this point in the show. And people will be able to, to get those things queued up and still hang out and even if we, you and I are having a really deep conversation that doesn't make sense to break, then people can still talk, um, talk to each other and get those questions kind of queued up. That was my idea that I thought of while you were gone. 
No, you're hands down right. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to use Rella as an example. He does a good job mm -hmm. uh, with it. He's There's many directions you can do this, by the way. Mm. Uh, to keep it easier on yourself, um, make it into a channel point. Make it pretty expensive. Make it oh. to where it's 1,000 points to ask a question. And if they use that channel point that says, ask a question on the podcast, you That's give attention idea. to that person. Mm. And it's a thousand on purpose because you just want to make sure that, hey, I got to get used to this before I make it smaller and I get bombarded. And they have to watch the podcast to be able to gain the points they need to ask questions and make it there's a delay for five minutes. So where you can't spam freaking questions and change the subject, but at least, you know, every five minutes on that channel point will give you five minutes of that conversation to respect the person who spent a thousand points that you can talk about. That idea, Archie, is so clean and perfect. I love it. I'm ashamed I haven't Thanks, thought man. of it. No, 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 no. It's a no, great no. idea. Not a, don't ever be ashamed of that. You can be ashamed <laughs> as much as you want. Sorry, you can do whatever you want. I'm, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like comically ashamed. I'm not actually sad. Okay. It's like, I mean, it's like the, the reason behind it is because I have this whole AAA uh, family or stream team, and they have blew my mind yeah. in things that I can't believe I didn't know for myself. And the greatest part is putting two minds together is better than one. Putting 50 together is better than one. Yeah. It's turning off the ego and just learning how to learn and just get excited about anything. Like I've already learned uh, how to maintain professionalism the whole entire way like you've been doing right now. I'm wearing a freaking suit and tie. I'm the one that's basically going to pee and make dumb jokes and push the button all the time. And so you're more professional than I am. <laughs> I love like, the button. I need one. No, no, I was telling you just right now, like it's, it's, it's great and learning from you as well. And so, yeah. Well, ideally we all learn from each other. And I think that yeah. that's the, the, the fundamental con assumption of, of conversation, like conversation with a capital C. Um, I read somewhere that conversation in the, the proper context is entered into when two parties believe they have something to learn from each other. And if you don't approach it, a, a, a human being that way, it's not really a conversation. And that, I think, is what I'm most fascinated about. Um, and I think that that is what I'd like my channel and all my content to be about. So that goes back and answers, I think that answers Talk To Me Goose's question. And I'm still figuring out what that means exactly. So one of the things that I tried um, a couple weeks ago was I just sat down and recorded some thoughts on New World, which was so fun to play, by the way. I, that was such a blast. I know we didn't get any PvP, but... <laughs> so sad man we I was... looked for it so bad we like gigs uh, we like it was one versus eight to kill one dude i was like oh god i should he... never have been a streamer i wish that guy could just fight me one on one i was i was there was with like... Archie, and it was my fault because I, I i had us pick the overpopulated faction it was my bad it's not a big deal but okay. but like i was running yeah. around with, with, with my mic open yelling at the other faction like fight me come on fight me like me and like three other dudes just running around doing their pve stuff killing boars Anyway, I feel that, it, man. I, I, I <laughs> grinded really hard on that, expecting somebody to take my grinding spot. And I was like, well, looking forward to a fight. Finally, somebody showed up and shot me with a musketeer, a musket. And I was so excited. And everybody just like countered him and followed him. And like, he's teleporting. We're all telling him and go, woo! It's like, <laughs> whoa. Oh, I whoa. love that ability. It was fun. They just uh, announced today that I, they're, they're uh, going to do a new round of alpha testing. Hopefully we both get back in. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be fun. Uh, I also want you to check out this other game with me called Scavengers. Um, it's a three-player um, team. Uh, I think Megacom and I were playing it, and I uh -huh. don't know who else was in this uh, thing. It was really fun. Where you can 
play PvE, PvP, Battle Royale. It sounds really weird, but it's not really a Battle Royale. You don't have to kill everyone. I've heard of this game. I've yeah. not looked at it much yet, though. And you like it? I, I I'm a, I'm addicted to it. <laughs> it's oh, really okay. fun. There's uh, the truth. It, it's a, it's really fun for multiple reasons. One, it gives the chance to be either good at the game. Uh, oh, you're watching the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I just pulled it up quietly. Uh, go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, push uh, put, restart the trailer and push the uh, audio on it. Do you want to hear the sound? Together. All right. Yeah, restart it and we'll do it again. Here we go, folks. This is Scavengers. When the asteroid struck, it remade our world. Your mission today shall not be easy. You won't go alone to the surface. In fact, I'm sending many teams. Collect the data I need. Take it if you must. Protect it if you can. The storms that plague this world are dangerously cold. Warmth will be essential to your survival. Another day in paradise. I've located several sites that warrant investigation. Oh, You'll need food to keep your stamina up. Arm yourself and scavenge whatever supplies you may find. That's what I'm talking about. Oh man, we use that weapon as GG. Looks like we've got competition. The cover repairman says that there's only four barrels. I, don't I just saw that. And this is where they basically exit for the final. Let's do that again sometime. Not right there. All right. Sign up for playtests. Interesting. So, okay. Two things. Number one, repairman who quote says. If a game doesn't have exploding barrels, I don't want to play it. I think it's a sentiment we all can agree with. Also, thanks true. for the gift subs. Awesome, man. Very awesome. Yeah. Very nice of you, Repairman. And number two is I love playing game betas. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm hmm So we play game the new betas world. Game give us a chance to <laughs> see the game, in my opinion, uh, before the veterans show up and ruin your experience. <laughs> okay. I was going to put a more positive spin on it, but yes. Because and it's like, I, I don't mind the veterans ruining it for me, but um, it's tough to explain. Like uh, I, I can, I can get, I can go toe to toe with the veterans. I love it, but I want to bring my friends to play. And if they see that there's like the game's already min max, they don't want to play anymore. And so having a chance to hang out with the crew you really want to hang out with, it's nice to play better beta games with yeah. them because we're all learning together. It's we're not all exploring yet. together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you get to have more of like the kind of feeling you have if you're just playing like a single player game where you're actually you're actually learning as you go. Mm -hmm. Or like like at the old school multiplayer gaming experience where there weren't there weren't guides, there weren't videos, there weren't creators who could tell you every single best choice you could make. You weren't you weren't that's tyrannized you, that's why by you the and I love be, That's why you and I love Planicide so much because we just figure it out on our own. But the game is terrible for the world. 
Yeah, that's a topic we can go into. Uh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, planets. I feel like okay. So first, I'll finish the first thought. So I, yeah. I, I, have, I have this terrible tendency. I love jumping topics. It's my ADHD brain. Just, just put five minute timers on, and that way you can make sure each topic's been settled. And if so, the five minutes is up, you're allowed to change it. <laughs> I have, the, I have this watch right here that I do every single time. So oh, I have that's a button smart. Right here. That's smart. And I have this five minutes, and it vibrates my hand. Not like that, guys. But, uh, we're talking about the five minute. Archie watch brings here. his vibrator to every single. No! Screen, is what he's trying to say. Oh God, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Family and... friendly. I'm just kidding. No, this is your channel. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, the time where we go on and just vibrate my hand, I'm like, okay, now I can change it. I've given enough time. And if somebody in the chat says, hey, we want to talk more about it, I'm like, hey, we spent five minutes on it. Are you sure you guys want more? To remind them, hey, I'm focusing on a five-minute switch. Cool, cool. And uh, it's just this, I've done this uh, my own way. And uh, I also like Talk To Me Goose. He's his own, he's a streamer as well. And Oh, cool. Um, Makes he, sense. Did, he checks chat every second. Like uh -huh. the guy's a chat magnet. Uh, he's a chat I didn't say anything, uh, but it's like always there reading right. and as he's killing people. But um, other people have different ways of delivering their their services, you know. And so I I respect your craft. I respect your I respect your angle. Uh, it's a work in progress, as, as as we've highlighted. And the thing I love about works in progress, aka game betas, is the communities are so great. Because and I don't know if it's necessarily about not having min maxed it. I mean that might be it, but everyone. People aren't there to get the best character necessarily, right? Because it, your progress is going to go away. Not always. Kind like, of. I get. I guess of. it's it safe depends. sometimes. It kind of because I played scavengers and I want to play the sniper every time just to get that satisfaction of just clapping people from distance when they couldn't close in. And then like same thing with like freaking New World. Like I, my experience in New World is like I am pretty evil. And I want to make sure you know who I am by destroying you. Yeah. <laughs> so dominant, like, baby. Dominant. Right, right. Like, and then, like, I love the message of saying, hey, it's my first time playing this game. <laughs> but that's not a bad thing. Like, I think that's a good interaction to have. Yeah, I think that I the bad interaction... I do it in a mean way. I do it is, a weird way. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to do it your way. And you're weird, so... Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 love, I love that flavor of weird. Um, I guess what, I, what I'm trying to say about beta uh game betas is i feel like a lot of the time i'm talking to people who i know who are gamers or reflecting on my own experience so much of my time has been spent playing games where i feel like i'm playing a game because i've sunk a cost in like i'm logging into raid in world of warcraft because that's what i do i've played this game for thousands of hours i have this great character he's a high warlord he's a grand marshal he's a Scarab Lord. I mean, I never did any of that stuff, but just as an example, those, those are some of the huge, big achievements you can get in old school vanilla WoW or currently classic World of Warcraft. And when you're playing, you're, you expect to get something out of it. If you don't get your loot for the week, you feel like you're wasted your time because the experience itself isn't necessarily about, I'm going to jump in today and this is going to be fun. It's about, it's, it's, it's about turning the, turning your game into like almost like a job. A job where you're getting employed with loot, uh, the dopamine hit of getting loot. And if you're not logging into a game for that reason, if you're logging into a game for the earnest joy of experiencing a game, and if you're one of those cool people who jumps into betas and are, are willing to tolerate a game that's unfinished, 
you also the implication is like you're willing to interact with people because people are also like unfinished systems and you get people who are just generally easier and more fun to be around and i have always had the most fun in game betas i think about playing overwatch <laughs> i'm just gonna keep talking till you're done till you're done you think about overwatch where overwatch retail was abysmal an abysmal experience for me but Playing the beta for Overwatch was so fun. Um, I played I played Planetside One in beta. I played. I mean, I haven't caught that many betas, but this 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 real this fact really stood out to me when I played um, New World, and I wasn't worried about being the best or doing the best thing. And the people that we were playing with were just learning the game, taking right. it for what it was, not so worried, at least outwardly, about making the right choice. I love that. No, you're 100% right. I have um, Ewog, who's taught me with uh, Yuvana Jane and Tajir, how they're my head moderators, my team, um, when we play games together, uh, Nikon as well, but not so much Nikon. Nikon's kind of similar to me. Mm. Um, they were teaching me how to be casual. Oh. And uh, I can't handle casual. I just didn't understand it. Uh-huh. I can't handle it. I'm like, what do you mean you want to just explore that that tunnel? We're going to die. We're going to lose everything. Like, no, we need the best weapons before we go down there. We need to handle anything that comes our way. They're like wearing pitchforks. And I'm like, no, we need like a freaking submachine gun by now. Did you forget now. your spreadsheets? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the sum in column C. It does not add oh. up. I'm like, what is no? I don't want to lose everything. I've got raccoon skin right now, man. You know how hard it was to find that? I was like, and um, yeah, I'm for sure a tryhard red arrow. <laughs> That's what I I started with. And uh, I made myself look like a noob every single time in Planetside because I wanted to learn how to stay casual. And so I've been practicing casual gameplay for my streaming career because um, okay. it's not fun to watch somebody play hardcore without reacting mm -hmm. um he mm -hmm. was sitting there like quiet just killing everything unless you're shroud it's not fun. or unless you're shroud yeah and, the, yeah and the way you become shroud is uh there's a formula for it but we can talk about it later mm. um i like how you call it formulas exclamation <laughs> mark lurk i love when you talk to me because uh that's actually very smart i like that technique uh, what is that's it very smart. exclamation mark lurk and you should have a that. command right now i'm gonna actually make one for myself right now okay exclamation should basically give a command where you say to the community saying uh thank you so much for the lurk enjoy the stands and uh, i hope you like you know thank you for supporting the channel uh, by having a view here because people can and like that, pop up and say hey i'm here i'm just lurking kind of idea yeah it's great and it's uh it's, i just saw that right now and talk to me goose just blew my mind uh that's i'm telling you i learned everything where i'm at i just love learning it's so much fun yeah um i learned how to basically be casual thanks to them and why be I, casual? Like, explain that a little bit. What's the benefit of being casual? Oh, dude, I didn't have that for answer first. I thought they were psycho. <laughs> I was like, why would you be casual? How did There's they convince no you? Uh, they convinced me when I recognized um, my flaw when I did the uh, Doom, uh, Doom Eternal. Okay. Uh, I did a 16-hour stream. It was supposed to be 24 hours. I was playing on ultra difficulty. Yeah. I didn't say anything. Mm. I didn't say anything at all. I was killing monsters. I was, I was clapping everything i was killing i was like Rawr. i was like doing the craziest stuff i repeated the same mission 400 times <laughs> oh like, my god yes i'm telling you man I'm, i just went ape like shit. and um 
my viewer count went down to 10. <laughs> so I was like, mm. what happened from like 50 to 10? What did I do wrong? And I was like, I'm doing Twitch to not have fun. Uh, I'm doing Twitch because I really want to make it into a living, including I uh, want to give out a message to young adults. And mm -hmm. anybody who's still willing to learn are going to stay young adults until the day they die. You might be 100 years old and you're still a young adult in my eyes as long as you still want to learn. The moment you're an adult is when you choose to not want to learn anymore. Interesting. Young just that's where, Yeah, I, that's why I respect adults. The moment I find out the person doesn't want to learn, I, I treat them as an adult. If they're a young adult, I want to grow with them. And so it's the difference is don't disrespect adults because they just chose to stop. It's too much work, guys. Not everybody wants to basically learn everything. And so respect where they want to stop in their, in their life at the 25-yard line while you want to go to 150-yard line. It's Interesting. Just, that's their content. They're happy. As long as you want one person to be happy, you should be happy about that. This whole point in life is like you want them to be happy. Right. When they're not happy, you start forcing them to be happy. And that makes them even more pissed off. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like extroverted problems. Yep. I can tell you all the mistakes I've made in my life, man. We could sit here all day. Um, Me too, man. Yeah. But uh, where was this guy going with this whole conversation? It was about um, casual gaming. Yeah. Like why? So, so I asked you why casual gaming? Well, you know, what's, okay. how did your, your, your people, your posse convince you? And did the Doom Eternal stream kind of showed you why not? Yeah. So the idea of casual gaming was I was not incorporating my chat mm -hmm. in my game. I was so focused on winning that I ignored chat and I just went to my own way of having fun. So I said to myself, bubble diagram, you, community, and the world. Mm -hmm. Does my community want to see Archie become uh, sweaty? Mm -hmm. uh, no. What does my community want to see in their interaction? They want to see me have fun, not be pissed and salty. Hmm. Um, okay, so I got to turn off my hardcore mode. What the hell do I have in my arsenal that can give them what they want? Oh, well, I've already done this. I did the shoutcasting thing. I showed my personality. Why don't I just keep doing that? And then I started playing casual games that really wasn't needing to be like a mid-maxer. And that was a lot of fun for my community. I was like, wow, playing like party animals among us. Sure. And just having fun on being casual without having to learn all the secrets and the tips and tricks and destroying everybody's egos because i know that 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 tell because the guy just stuttered his words he's lying i don't need to do that just have fun on whatever they're doing hmm. even okay. if you'd fail it's still fun for everybody else right right you don't have to be the best and that's what they uh, what they taught me and uh how to be enjoying the moment of the group it's like casual gaming equals we're all sitting on the couch together and we're all enjoying each other's company it's right. not the game we're enjoying it's the people we're enjoying it's almost like there's a bigger game that that that, that game is inside of. Like, yeah. yeah, there's the video game, but the bigger game you're playing is to have a, a fun experience with the community. And then the bigger game around that is having interesting entertainment that brings pe that brings people in over time. Mm -hmm. Games within games. I read something very smart a while ago about how almost all of reality can be con conceived of as games at different level. And you can... Um, evaluate the merit of playing different games based on how relevant the skills that those games reward are in being successful at other games. So you being really good at Doom is fun. I want to be good at Doom too. I played it too. I played it too. I tried Nightmare, but I didn't get very far. I just ran out of gas. So stressful. I loved Nightmare so much. I know it was uh, super stressful, but it was giving me like okay, you're right. 
It was extremely boring after a while. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I did last the 16 hours because I just did the same repetitiveness for so long. I was like, I need a break. I can't last any longer. I need to talk to humans. And yeah. then the moment I opened the Discord up to let anybody come in, five, six people came in. You can see them passing out, Deeg. I'm dying. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, the game was boring. I, I was, the moment I opened the Discord up to everybody and we're playing casually, I see Archie's like revi revived. Uh. And it's like, wow. Uh, I now think I know what's going, going on here. <laughs> it's like, I need yeah. to... I, I, I gotta look on. into this. What's going on here? Yeah, and so that's where I was like, I had to make adjustments on my stream and choices to identify what I did wrong. And Ewok really drilled me on this whole freaking casual gaming. I mean, of course, right. I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. He did a great job. It was driving me crazy at the beginning, forcing me to not do anything. Just sit there. I'm like, mm. you want me to just sit on the boat and do nothing? Yeah, just sit. Just chill. I was like, how? What? How do I do nothing? I was, like, I, was, I was like, I was like, I'm just sitting here. How do I know if I'm winning? I was, I was like, I was like, and then like, as soon as I just noticed that he just took the freaking pots on the on the raft and he threw them out, I and mean, it took us like four hours to make it. You can just see me going. <laughs> I, was like, I was just like, I was like, I was like, I can't handle this. You're, you're giving me part palpitations. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. It's like, and he's like, just chill. I'm like, you're making me stressed, man. <laughs> I was mm. like, I can do it, and. uh and then it was a more extreme approach. And then we went the other route um, where it wasn't about min-maxing. It was about, hey, if if that person, like say Deegan and I are going to go to a bar or a club or we're going out to hiking uh, or we're going to go to a vacation together, I'm not going to out-sprint you. I'm not going to go, oh my God, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a racetrack over there. Or oh, look at that, there's a shop over there and I'm gonna start sprinting to the shop. I'm gonna walk with you and chill with you and chat with you to the shop. I'm gonna sure. match your pace, you know what I mean? And yeah, that's the thing casual gamers do best. They match the pace of the person who is moving the slowest. Interesting, yes, makes and sense. I didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, I was one that made everyone's tempos go up because I would basically do... <laughs> that's, that's where I get everyone's energy. Oh, are you teasing me with a button? Uh, I did. I pushed it. Oh, you gotta do it for real one of these times. I will. I will. I'll bring it. <laughs> uh, okay, makes sense, dude. Okay, so the casual game lets you lets you lets you be at the pace of everyone and be inclusive of everyone who wants to be a part of what you're doing. Um, right. Makes sense. Um, I totally agree with that. I see that too. Um, here's a question for you though. And um, I'm not being devil's advocate because I disagree because I think it's an interesting tension. Um, where do you come in and say, well, here's what, so you said it's a combination of three things, right? What the world wants, what my community wants and what Archie wants. Right. How do you make sure that what you're doing includes what Archie wants? Correct. Does it need, so, th th does the game matter? Like what, what's within you that you bring to that equation? So what I do is debate the way I can get what I want is to identify the game I'm about to do or the thing I'm about to actually touch. Like Final Fantasy VII, the newest one. Mm -hmm. I'm not touching that game on my stream yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready for it. I will not give what my community wants. I will not give what the world wants. 
I will do what Arshi wants. <laughs> it will be the most boring stream to probably watch because I, I want to find every crystal, every achievement, everything. I see. And Nick, Nick and Cranny, make sure it's 100% map. Freaking, I want that. And that's, that's for my, you. That's why you want to play that game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way I want to play it. And I know this is not a stream game. Mm -hmm. This is not a game where anybody's going to basically want to watch. It's super boring. Um, so I recognize that after Doom Eternal, me and Ewok sat down and recognized, let's talk about the games that you really want. We'll put them on the side. When you have the opportunity, you can tackle it on your own time. Or if you build a large enough community, you can show that side later. This is not the time to be selfish about what you want. You're trying to build your community. You're trying to get them excited to get to know you. You're also trying to build a brand called Arch TV. I know brand is not the right wording, but it is if it's you true. think about it when you want to. Yeah. And so I chose to shut down uh, the thoughts of me wanting to play games the old school way that really nobody wants to see. Mm. And saying, let's start trying learning new ways to have fun. Mm. And let's be open-minded about it. And let's give it to the community. And if the community is having fun, I'm having fun. Because I love myself and I can give love to others. Mm -hmm. And so when I see them having a great time, I'm having a great time. And so now I'm able to actually have more of an open mind to do almost anything that makes me have fun. Um, almost anything again. I hate Jackbox games. <laughs> That's something I cannot handle. And the reason behind it is because it's just, I don't even know if I'm doing anything for you guys. I feel no. like I don't know any trivia questions. I don't know any of the freaking sports players, uh, let alone how to rhyme rap battle. I'm like, ah, you got me. I'm, I'm sitting there completely <laughs> lost and I'm just like getting zero points. I can't type in time because I'm thinking about the thing that rhymes with Apple. I'm like, Apple is, let me Google it. Are you talking about like freaking uh, Steve Jobs? I'm like, no, it's not that, Arshi. The word Apple is like this word. It sounds like maple, Apple. I was like, no, ah, uh, what? <laughs> so I'm like, what word rhymes with Apple? Grapple? Yeah. See, so, I mean, I would never have thought of that. It just doesn't come <laughs> to my head. I, I think of business, man. I think of like Apple, the corporations, the iPhone. My brain doesn't uh, go rhyme. It's just like, try the Cards Against Humanity is actually fun. That yes. one I can do. The reason why I can do Cards Against Humanity is because that actually directs it at the person and the person each has their own quirks. Yeah. Everyone laughs at different things. And I'm, I think I'm, I guess, quote unquote, good at it. Because if you pay attention to what they laugh at and you hear that they laugh about the word poop mm. or they laugh about fart noises or they laugh about um, people hurting themselves or they laugh about uh, funny jokes that are very humorous towards a specific thing, uh -huh. you keep those cards for when it's their turn and just throw it down and you win. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to deal with anything with the subject because if the subject equals... Like for instance, if I if I play with Tajir, who's very intelligent when it comes to grammar, or uh, I mean, I'm not saying that he went to Gavis University degree, um, I would be having to exactly think of what that matches, whatever it said, and it has to fit. That card has to fit that card, right? Or else I can't win that person over. Right. In a way, it's kind of like poker. It's less about the cards and more about the players, right? That's why I can say I can do that. But yeah. when it comes to playing that game casually. I don't care about winning. I just want them to laugh. So that's yeah, okay yeah. to do whatever I'm doing. But okay. if people get pissed because I'm winning all the time, then I'm like, guys, I'm just basically paying attention to you. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying I know you guys more than others. I'm just, I just know what makes you laugh. And I truly enjoy that. Right. 
and uh, I'm not winning all the time, but I'm just giving you an example. Now, if I go to Jackbox games, I got to use my own personal skill sets to win. And I don't have ranking skill sets. I don't have any clue about trivia of the world. Like what was basically this at 1962? What was this president at this time? I'm like, ah, oh my God. It's like, so history, trivia, what's <laughs> happening around the world? I'm losing it because I'm so focused on myself trying to improve myself every day that I haven't done any of that. That's why Jackbox games gives me like nightmares. Hmm. And I did um, not actually know what Jackbox games were until, you, until I just looked it up. You'll love it's it. Like I think you'll like games. it a lot. Okay. It's trivia games. It's overall, it's really fun for everyone. I haven't yeah. seen many people hate it as much as I do, but <laughs> it's almost like I'm just the odd man out here. Mm. Um, it, it gives you a chill, a ch uh, the ability to be witty uh, on your feet. Um, what is it? There's another word for it. Um, it builds up skill sets that are very much social skill sets that give you a chance to basically bond with more multiple people because it gives you the ability to be quick, uh, which is great. Yeah, that's valuable. Mm. Yeah, totally. And, well, Archie, uh, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about you, man. Are you having enough fun? If you're, if you're oh, not, dude, not playing the games time. you like. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm having a blast because okay. I found ways to have fun in the game my way without uh -huh. having to do the hardcore version of the game anymore. You get me into an MMO dig, I go hardcore mode again. I've recognized that. I did okay. that in New World. I did that. I in, saw that. You wanted to grind levels I, out, baby. I, <laughs> I was like, why? There's two hours kept, left. I just kept playing the game. And I was like, I got to get the grind. I got to master this technique. Is this the way to do it? Is it 100%? All right, I mastered it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Number one, baby. I was stuck with streaming that game every day. You, you saw me play that game yeah, more yeah. than I actually played any game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think I started like like a like a day or two before you or something like that, and then you like whizzed right by me in no time flat. I know, Archie slowed down exactly. It just and here I was running around being like PVP me, PVP me. <laughs> I would PVP anybody, but I just know that's not. We should have been op opposite way. factions. That that would have made it perfect. <clears throat> we would have killed everyone. We would have been each other's great. content. We would have ganked each other. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yes. Oh, we should do that next time. Yes. Oh, that'd be good. We should make rival that'd companies. Oh, that's a great that'd idea. That would be really good. And then you guys can stream snipe me. I'll just like, it would yeah. be great. Stream snipe each I other. Mind. Yeah. And the, <laughs> in, in this game, it's really about numbers, to be honest. It's not just uh, um, having a high level because we were like 26 versus the level 60. There's some weird PvP scaling, I think. Uh, we killed the level 60 as level 26 people because we kept stun locking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, this is like. I said one, two, three, stun. One, two, hatchet, three, hatchet, stun. Okay, now hatchet, your turn. Hatchet, and, and then hatchet. stun. And that's like it was over. It was GG. The guy couldn't basically get out the stun lock. Hatchet was the I worst. Told, yeah, yeah. So dumb. I think that so there I think that there I, I saw the notes briefly today. Is it I saw like four or five different nerfs to the hatchet. And they're bringing in a new weapon. I, I don't want to get into it, but no, I'm excited to, I wanna know. I wanna know. So the hatchet, I don't know uh, exactly what's happening, uh, but they're adding a spear as a weapon. Oh, wow. It's which is going to be dexterity based with with some strength sauce. Dude, on it. this game really needs to fix our stats. Everything should have it just went into um, HP vitality. Yeah, that for PvP. Dumb. Yeah. No, for everything. Everything. In that really? game, I got to the I got to the end game state almost. Not really, but uh, I talked I to the end max game at user. All, so. Yeah, I'm in max pretty hard, and okay. so it's all vitality. Educate. At that point, all so, vitality. Yeah, I'll just tell you why. Um, so you got basically, let's say you have one thousand HP. Mm -hmm. And if you put it all into strength, you do um, damage from 100 damage to 200 damage. Okay. Yep. 
And now you basically take all that strength out. Now you're doing 100 damage. All right? Mm -hmm. And every single weapon you do is equivalent to all the base damage that you're doing. So you're doing 100 damage. You're doing base damage as ma magic as well. Nothing is doubled in damage. Yep. All base. So switch it to vitality. 1,000 HP is now 4,000 HP. Uh-huh. So it means that you're playing a game of cooldown. And if that cooldown hits you for 200 damage and your normal hits are doing 100 each afterwards, those cooldowns are really what basically are burst hits. And if you basically bursted the guy down to 2,000 HP, and now you have to wait for cooldowns, and I bursted right. that guy who had 1,000 HP down to basically 700, now he has 250 HP, I'm still at 50% HP, and the guy's down to basically one-fourth. Sure. It's a freaking HP pool game. Interesting. And I need to fix that. <laughs> Big time, because yeah, well, you can tank everyone. Maybe the saving grace is the fact that you use the same character for PvP and PvE, and I'm guessing that for PvE, health is not going to matter at all. Um, true and not true. There's two reasons why it's true and not true. Okay. Um, once you get a ring of life steal, uh -huh. it's over. Oh. You can use sword and shield and hit multiple people, multiple monsters, and just grind out. The more HP you have, the more life steal you get. Oh, so it scales with your health pool? Yeah, it's on health. That's so dumb. Oh, interesting. Point yeah, there's a lot of percent of your fix. health is life steal. There's a lot I'm telling you, I, I, I went too far in the game. I was like having great time. That's why I was, that's why I was mob trading all day with different weapons because I got that ring on the market that somebody sold it for 10 gold. I was like, I have a thousand gold. I'm going to buy this. So I bought it and I started slapping with swords. I'm like, oh, my HP is still high. I'm still keeping my HP up. I'm like, and it's like, oh, let's try this next weapon. And uh, it, was, it was dumb. So <laughs> put your spreadsheets on the, on the, 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 uh, Google Drive, and uh, I'll just cheat off of you, and we'll, no, we'll dude, profit. Oh, hands down, dude. I'll tell you everything, <laughs> man. I, I, the way I look at it is every, every, every one of my teammates want to take my tactics, and then they learn something new after I've taken it. No. I'm gaining even more. If you can give me anything, I'm freaking running with it. Right. Uh, I want all of my teammates to be monsters. Well, and <laughs> so and like, just... that would be a way to take that, right? That To channel that desire you have to be the best is to, like, have you ever thought about doing, like, instructional game content? I have. I mean, you talked about it. I, yeah. I was basically uh, interested in teaching. But then at the same time, um, uh, like you were saying, uh, remember the idea I told you about um, instructional game content can basically hit a specific category. So, like, I did Disintegration. Yeah, right. The game died. That and was, that died sucked. very fast. Yeah, yikes. Yeah. And I had connections with the developers. I had connections with the freaking CEO. I had That's exciting, Marcus actually. Leto, who's the freaking uh, monster in this industry before all, all uh, of us were basically into gaming. He was the, uh, the founder of Master Chief for uh -huh. Halo. Uh -huh. And he made his own dev team of 30 people and made a game and it basically just flopped because of one major mistake. They did not listen to the community before they launched the game. They did not have enough stress testing. And so I have done so much due diligence with them and now they want me to be part of their stream team. They want me to basically collect a team of people that will give them the data they need in the next game they basically attack or target. Interesting. And and that's the connection I made for the sacrifice of how many months I played that game for, I guess, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it's not a sacrifice at all. I learned a lot of what developers actually uh, want to do and how they want to be respected. So now I know how to respect Rel a bit, bit better or Andy Sites yeah. or, or Carto or those individuals I meet in the future. And Remember I, I told you that... the idea. Yeah, go ahead. I remember the idea I told you about going to the service, uh, uh, getting used, but you're learning from that person at the same time. Yes. Uh, I didn't feel I was being used at all, but I knew the game was going to die if they didn't fix it. But I knew this is an opportunity to basically 
learn from these developers and see how they want to bounce back, how they want right. to basically address the futures and, and use that as data points for my future in this industry. Right. And I know yeah. it's two months basically thrown in the toilet, but it was a, it was a huge gain in my, in my belt where I'm now having connections to people that can give me a letter of recommendation to another company where if I see something going on, I can have them send that letter yes. of rec saying, we need to talk. The strength of networking again. And it's, it's so huge. Absolutely. I recognize that completely. And now that you've shown that you can be a creator who liaises directly with, with, with uh, game studios, then suddenly other game studios who are looking for creators to do that would look to you because they, they saw the relationship you have with the disintegration devs and, and, and with the, the planet side devs with the rogue planet guys, um, you showed up at their studio and, and bought them all. Uh, what, what, what did you get them again? <laughs> Champagne and uh, and uh, gift cards from Starbucks, and then I had Commander Sirius at that time, which was like a legend. Is uh, still yeah. a legend. Sorry. Yes, he is. Um, he reaches out to me after I make a post on Twitter saying I'm going to see them tomorrow, and he says, "Arshi, here's a hundred dollars. I don't care what you say. Go buy them freaking hamster feed and coffee." I was like, <laughs> "What's hamster feed?" Uh, I'm a boomer. I have no freaking idea what hamster is feed is, and I have no clue what the hell is a, how coffee's about. Hamster feed was for the server, so that way it survives during the, oh, oh. During the time. Okay. I didn't know anything about hamster I feed. I, was, I didn't get it. <laughs> and he's like telling me that just buy the hamster feed, they'll understand. I was like, okay. Uh, so I went to go find hamster feed, and I told Commander Sirius, like, hey, uh, I'm going to be late if I don't get it. It's like, Archie, get the hamster feed. I'm like, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. And so I got the hamster feed and then I went to Starbucks to buy $100 worth of coffee. And I was like, how many are there on the team? And I look at there's 30 in the picture. Uh huh. So I had to buy like $200 worth of gift cards because $10 each per person. I was just like, okay, I got freaking that. And then it's like, well, I mean, I'm not going to come over there just to say, hey, guys, congratulations. Here's some coffee. Get back to fucking work right now. I was like, no, I want to congratulate them. So I bought some champagne as well That's and uh, got some reusable, really cool looking uh, champagne glasses to really make it like these plastic ones, you know, like yeah, for yeah, art, yeah. for the festivities, not just to make it look like it's... It makes it feel like a celebration as opposed to just like, yeah, like you put the thought into it. Yeah. And uh, at, at the same time, Justin Golombo is sitting there seeing me for the first time. I'm like coming in some sort of like freight train I'm only supposed to be there for 30 minutes. <laughs> so I turned it into an hour and a half. Uh, it's all my fault. It's all my fault. Uh, I tell Andy Science, I'm like, hey, man, Andy, I, I was told I could stay here for 30 minutes and Justin's going to kick me out in the next five minutes. What's going on? And the, he's like, Justin, give him more time. And he's like, it's not my, you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of cutback going the best on. Part of, the best part about it is I knew exactly who said it. It was Andy that said it. I was just making yeah, point out. But then I kind of pissed off Justin. But then at the same time, over time, Justin basically recognized what I've done as a joke. Um, but anyways, we stood longer and I learned more about Justin. I learned more about Rel and Andy. And it was great. Uh, we cheers. And I said, can I just take a photo so I can show the community the 30-man team is freaking excited. Yeah, uh, I want to show off what you guys are doing here. We got to bring that light mm-hmm. into your uh, into this yes. studio. Uh, and so we did that, and the community basically reacted perfectly. You guys were, like, freaking excited to see a team mm-hmm. behind, 
you see all the people, they're all excited, smiles across the faces, and Andy sends me a DM afterwards saying he really basically brightened up the entire studio. People are all excited. They're all watching your content. Their view, your, your Twitch videos are up on all our screens. And I was just like, oh my God. That's exciting. Oh no. <laughs> it's exciting and not exciting. It's a bad and good thing. Uh, uh-huh. The reason why it's a bad thing is because I'm like, what if I had a freaking player talk massive shit on them on my channel and I'm about to do all these dev talks and stuff? I was like, okay, family friendly is not changing. I'm putting a hard fast and rule. If any of these guys mess up, they're getting kicked. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. Like, the developers are watching. Mm-hmm. Don't get banned. I'm telling you. And I'm like, telling him, warning him. I'm like, don't mess this up for yourself. And it worked. It's good. Yeah. Because I was worried about them getting banned on my platform because they said something about how crappy Daybreak is or something because they're still harboring hate. Yeah. It, that, that community has been through a rough time in the years leading up to, honestly, what's been nothing but, for the most part, good news the whole year since, since the Rogue Planet team assembled at the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, Andy Zeitz and uh, Rel and Justin and Carto, God bless your soul. You're still alive. I'm not saying act like you're dead. <laughs> Carto's um, not dead. He's just working somewhere else. <laughs> working somewhere else, exactly. Uh, and then you have Chris Bishop, Alan Lapidus, and then there's more. I just haven't had a chance to see their socials. Um, yeah. Amazing, amazing content creators. Uh, like right over here, up here, if you don't see it. Uh, it's right above my head. That's a t-shirt signed by all the Rogue Planet staff. Cool. That they sent me because I did the Outfit Wars. Uh, broadcast. I, I saw it's on your fun. um your stream with GetHip that you mentioned that they asked you to do they they gave you a sneak peek at Outfit Wars and asked you to do it when you were there visiting them. Is that right? Yeah, they give me a sneak peek with um an NDA signed. <laughs> so I'm like, this sucks. I can't tell. You were the only one who had to sign the NDA. I feel like. Yeah, and uh, I signed you, it right at the door. The guy, the security trip? guard, huh? Um, I'm looking at when your actual trip there was. I'm trying to, to put a date on oh, it. Oh, on Instagram. If you go to Insta. Instagram. Okay. Yeah, go to my Instagram. You'll see uh, RCTV slash uh, Instagram slash RCTV. Sorry, okay. I'm like plugging myself in. Uh, and then you'll see the screenshots of when I first enter it with my hand doing this at daybreak. That's February 11th. And then you'll see that daybreak studio security guy is basically grabbing me because I had to sign the NDA going into the February building. February 11th. So I, I actually knew about Outfit Wars before you did, and I didn't have to sign an NDA. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you son of a... That's right. Funny. That's right, baby. That's awesome, man. No, actually, um, Outfit Wars was what pulled me back into Planetside, because um, at the time, um, I think that Rogue Planet had started reaching out to some community leaders to try to find some outfits who could jump in and be a part of it. And I was in I, I was in uh, uh, Bushido Way's orbit, and someone just mentioned something about it. I think I'm pretty sure it got deleted from the Discord like immediately after, but I caught it and I was like, "Oh, interesting! It looks like something is actually happening with Planet Side. Let's have a look at this." And so I got back involved. They had outfit wars, they had escalations and bastions, and very very cool. The the yeah. new life that game is is getting, although it's it's very complicated, of course, because it has a long history. Yeah. The biggest uh, thing that I took away from the NDA approach was honestly to not um, hype up the community as a hype man like myself, and then they just drop the ball by not applying it. Yeah, that's the whole reason behind NDA um, is to not hype something up that they might have to scrap. It. Mm-hmm. That's the real definition of what NDA is about. 
and I didn't know that. And then I recognized that oh, it makes total sense because they're going to make that's why the roadmap is so difficult to put out. Right. And if you put out a roadmap and you don't basically hit those marks, you fail. And then when you hit those marks and it's not to their pay, uh, par, you fail. So it's like, what's the point of doing a roadmap if it's all it is is negative? And yeah, uh, so rough. if they don't have a team of people that can match the roadmap to the community, you don't bring out a roadmap. You don't mm -hmm. do what other games are doing because the other games already have the formula that is already happy for people. Mm -hmm. um, Planet Side 2 is so freaking huge uh, and so flipping hard to balance because if you put a rock right in the middle of the picking road, that can change everything. <laughs> it's like butterfly a butterfly effect. effect. Oh. Yeah, it's, you got it. Just, <laughs> exactly. It's that bad. Look at Star Citizen. Yeah. Um, Star That's Citizen's a good example or a bad example of a roadmap? must be a bad example right bad example 100 percent. yeah uh 100 bad example uh the star citizen is the um i honestly think is going to be the game killers of all games but because they have one person on their team um that is so excited to deliver quality that he will keep making you throw away whatever you've done dig how many edits hours design hours mm. he will make you scrap it and redo it and doesn't care about the money he wants it to be perfect. And that is good and bad in itself. Sometimes an 80-20 approach is the best approach to basically go by to get a right. game out. And then you can start polishing it from there. To deliver a product. He wants it fully polished before it's delivered. You're and talking about take, uh, Chris Roberts, I take it. I don't want to say his name. He's an amazing guy. Yeah. Oh, a, a unique guy. The, the guy who made Wing Commander back in the day. Um, everyone worshipped him for it. Everyone was so excited when Star Citizen yeah. was announced. And it's a genius, but crazy, just... ambitious game. It gets getting reinvented and reinvented. People are putting thousands of dollars into it. I was blown away. I was yeah. blown away. How and could you not be? Uh, 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 I mean, it's... it's, 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 it's you played same. it, right? Uh, I played it. I played it with basically... With, with uh, Batman uh, and some of the guys? Well, yeah, Wilhelm Caster and the uh -huh. 666. Uh, they basically gave me an amazing tour. And then Madman saw us play and he joined us the next time. Or no, he didn't join us next time. He joined us in the middle of the freaking 16-hour freaking episode of Star Citizen Tour. Ooh. I overkilled that entire tour. I, I did so much Star Citizen that like logging back in would be difficult. <laughs> because I did it all I thought. I felt like I did everything. Uh, yeah. But I still want to go back and check it out again and do another tour on whatever they want to show me. It's so much fun. And at the same time, like great company. That's a game to be casual. Yeah. That's a game to be casual for an architect like myself. Why is that? Everything was amazing. They took scale down to a perfection. They took the freaking art. They took the the handrails and they put scratch marks and they put like freaking so much details into everything. It felt uh -huh. like I was a real human being in another world. Hmm. So the environment, the star systems, the uh, the way the planets collide into your space vehicle, the way you land. Mm -hmm. The facial expressions, the way you actually interact and make uh, your your freaking pod and dee, 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 and you pop up over your menu, it's okay to take it slow and enjoy it. There is there's no min maxing in there. Yeah, and when there's so much attention put into each detail, it makes you want to take it slow, right? Because otherwise yeah. you just get overload. The moment they put anything in that game that makes you race to go get it, like a resource, like a an uh, asteroid that is very rare, min max begins. Yeah, oh, it'll happen eventually because. Yeah. Gamers always optimize the fun out of things. Yeah. You just not you just need to make sure that doesn't exist.
make them basically do whatever they want to do. Like just make it super ridiculously open. That is yeah. like a second life. They have to make a job. They have to go and basically work as a butcher. <laughs> That's like whatever the things. And just be running the bartender role. And like, hey, I'm a bartender at between these hours of four and eight o'clock. I'll see you guys later, though. I need to make this income. And it's like, what? You haven't basically got a chance to be a profession for uh, for bounty? Like, no, uh, I had to go through the university program. And once I have that, I can. <laughs> it's like, it would be crazy if they did that. That's literally what the game should be doing. Yeah, like uh, a true like sci-fi space sim. Like the, the ultimate yeah, vision yeah. of what that could be. And then if it turns to VR, it's a game over. Uh, yeah. But you can't turn it to VR. That thing will make you throw up. But if they fix those issues, I don't think I'd actually ever wake up. Yeah, the question is, will it ever even come out? Yeah, that's why I don't mind basically just having dreams and thoughts. But I don't yeah. think so. I don't yeah. think it's going to come out We'll see. in a time frame where something else came out better. Like, right. did you see Rogue Squadron? Oh, yeah, the new Star Wars game, right? Did you see the trailer and things like that, the gameplay? Of course, dude. Like, it made ah, me want to yeah. get a VR set. Like, yeah. I, I've, not, I've not felt the need to get a VR set till now, even though I, like, think it's cool. But that game is like, okay, like, I would not want to play this on a 2D screen. Like, what would be the point of that? And um, there's another game, too, that's really... I, I don't know if it's fair to say it's eating Star Citizen's lunch, but it's out and is doing things that are Star Citizen-like, which is Elite Dangerous. And they have a new, like, either... Thing, right? Yeah, they have a new on-foot experience that they're coming out with. I don't know a lot about it, but, like, it's a game you can play. Like, it's there yeah. right now. And it, it's and not... It's a, it's a crazy amount of sinking hours, too. You can go to unlimited star systems forever. Yeah. And there's people flying for six months. I have friends. Turned around. I have a friend of mine in my Discord who hangs out, uh, an old TFC buddy, and he tells me that he just he'll come home from from work and he'll just hop on Elite Dangerous and he'll he'll hop on a trade route and he'll just like listen to podcasts, fly through space, listen to podcasts. Isn't that wild? It's it's very much a second life at that point. Yeah, I played uh, Ultima Online when I was a kid, uh -huh. uh, and this is before. I mean, like I'm not. Saying Ultima Online was my game time to play, but Ultima Online was when I was like really young, and my brother's friends were playing it, three yep. years older than me. Very old school. Mm -hmm. And he, I just wanted to play it. Mm. I just wanted to play it so bad. I didn't have a computer. I just was dying to play his account. Yeah. And I was begging him, like, please let me play. And he's like, okay, under one condition, he he just ripped his whole armor off. All right, he just took all of his armor off, put it inside. Oh, if you know anything about Ultima Online, no. Okay, this is the most hardcore game on the planet. Okay. It is by far the most hardcore game, and that started the hard, hardcore genre. You have a character, you go out into the world, you collect wood, you kill, uh, you break a tree, you get a strength point, you dig a hole, you get strength, you shoot a ma magic spell, you get intelligence, you run, you get dexterity. Everything is anything you do. It's hardcore. Uh, your stats stay with you, but your equipment is dropped. Anything you pick up, a famous uh, uh, epic sword in a dungeon... Anywhere. And anybody ganks you. All the equipment's gone. It's kind of like someone to rust out. Uh, and it's a hundred times worse in that game because of the amount of time it takes to do things. Rust basically resets in one week. This game right. lasts forever. And if they catch you with the best gear when you come out of your house and they ganked you because it was invisible, and he left himself invisible for a week, he's been watching you for a week. It's like, you literally stood there for a whole week waiting for me? <laughs> you are sick. Like, yeah. you have a problem. Like, and it's like he practiced and waited just to do a single click hit. And they knew that you weren't wearing your armor. You were transferring gear because you were the merchant class. 
or whatever mm. it was. And so he took everything. So long story short, the way the game was for me is I, I saw it where he gave me his, his completely naked, uh, which I didn't care. I just wanted to play. And he says, you have a skill. You press this button, F1, if you see any movement on the screen. And I want you to press F2 to mine. When you see this pickaxe disappear, you're going to move this pickaxe. You see in the inventory, you give me like 300 pickaxes. Uh-huh. And he says, move it back to F2. He made you go farming you for to, him. He made me farm. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't care. I was like, he's like, if you do this, I'll let you play again. I was like, 100%. Yes. And so I, I did that pickaxe technique. I did it 100 times over. I'm sitting there having the greatest time. Ooh, I got a freaking piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Oh, uh, it's another piece of dirt. Oh, oh, I got ore. Oh, I got a gold. And I just keep doing this. I just keep freaking doing it. I broke like 15 axes. And then all of a sudden, I see two twin dragons show up. And the guy is freaking flaming. Press the freaking F1 skill. I'm invisible. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I, I rush to him and I'm screaming at my brother and his friend. I'm like, there's somebody on the screen, somebody on the screen. And so he comes over. I'm like four years old. I don't know what the hell is going yeah, on. Yeah. He starts screaming. He's like, oh my God, it's the <laughs> dragon tail monster of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, I did. It's like, you made, he didn't find you. He kills everyone. I was like, no. And I'm like getting so much excited. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, <laughs> And then he looks in my inventory and he sees that he's got like 750 gold. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, this is valuable. This is valuable. We had to find and bring this back. <laughs> I broke all the axes. You didn't think I was going to farm for eight hours. What an <laughs> so incredible like, memory. That's yeah, that beautiful. Was like my favorite gaming memories, man. Those are great. Yeah. I just, I just enjoyed every minute of it because he gave me an opportunity to try it out. Uh-huh. And uh, I think, um, uh, yeah, the problem is I don't know if you want kids to basically play games because you think that games equals no education. They're going to get sucked into this thing. No, there's there's a method to getting them to play games because games gives them simple. incredible skill sets. Yeah, You can get incredible skill sets, teamwork, socialization, um, uh, problem solving. Like there's stuff in anything in games that you can pay attention to and learn. Like Among Us, it teaches you basically how to be witty and how to uh, appear that you are... Pretty much trying to get away with something. how to how to con your way into something. Uh, dude, yeah, it's not good, but it's also fun. But it, <laughs> no, just, uh, <laughs> all right, he's excited. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, long story short, I don't know where the hell I was going with it. So gaming, I can remember always trying to talk about Ultima Online, but that's a fantastic story. Yeah. Um, casual. We were talking about casual games. That was like forever ago. We were talking about Planetside Two, uh, and then we basically went into. Um, uh, hardcore, or I don't really know where how we went to build the online. Oh, it was because of Star Citizen, and then we went to yes. uh, yeah, right. There's something Star- in Star Citizen that talked about like a casual experience, and then I talked about like my first gaming experience, and then you said you had your friend floating in the sky for hours and hours and hours and listening to music, a podcast, and like yeah, whatever yeah. it was. And, yeah, and only and dangerous. I felt like, oh, I did casual experience. Yeah. Well, I've been giving a lot of thought to like how to. How to get more enjoyment out of games? Just, just on my own, just generally speaking, because I think a lot of people feel like they're burdened down by having gaming experiences just that, that feel like work these days. You know, it's it's a it's a problem that needs to be solved. It looks like you have some fans who want you to play Guild Wars, aren't you? I know. I noticed that right now. I was like, I I do probably need to do uh, Guild Wars two because Kira basically bought everyone in our community a Guild Wars two key, and I do uh... need to get. Some- 
I need to give some level over there. I'm pretty sure Kira tried to hook me up too, but I, I, I'm already like, uh, I've already sunk like three thousand hours into that game, so I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm hopeless. I, I'm, I'm lost uh, if I go in there, but most likely I'll just be like casting you guys like crazy, or, or maybe min-maxing the moment I figure it out. <laughs> so yeah, it's like... Guild Wars is a, is, is a neat game with a unique community. Um, I think there's, there might be some potential for you there, Archie. Um, oh, it'd be fun. I mean, for sure, I probably will t attract uh, or attack or whatever you want to call it, uh, <laughs> appear to them uh, with ideas that can make him excited because, you know, esports don't exist in MMOs. Right. Uh, other than WoW. And I want to bring that esports fun element without being super esporty, but mm -hmm. fun to have like a spotlight like you did with your outfit. Yeah. Like more, more, more relaxed, more inclusive. Word, word. Cool. Okay. Yeah, and that's such an example, but there's always ways of playing games and stuff. But the idea of scavengers, like I was saying earlier, the idea of playing that is similar to New World. Um, it's just a lot of fun when you play a new game, a new experience, and you have friends with you. Yes. You can do any game. That's as the long ultimate. As yeah. That's the ultimate. Be with your friends, doing something new and fun. Mutually interesting. Memories get built up, and you remember those moments and those epic mo modes where, like, he did this skill, he knocked them out and saved us all, or he did a like, massive AoE heal or res, and it was over. We thought it was game, and then boom, that happens, and those memories last forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Those are the diamonds you mine for when you jump yeah. into a gaming experience like that. And, or you just fail so hard, you remember those failed moments. Yeah. But the cool <laughs> thing about streaming. The cool thing about when you're doing it when you're in a streaming context is you can like you can make those moments yourself. Like it doesn't have to be entirely controlled by the game. The game doesn't dole out the rewards. Like you had to create your own rewards. You create your own big community moments. I love that. And that's obviously what like I love what everything you're doing, Archie. And I actually want to give you a chance before I run out of steam, uh, to talk a little I told bit. You, man. Uh, you you were right. You were right. Like um here, here's my problem is I'm doing this as a passion. And I'm so passionate that I, I, work, I did a 12 hour day at work before yeah, I sat you, down to do this, man. Yeah. Just, I'm roasted, but I know I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like the hardest part for me is that I, I get excited about the new topics we're bringing up because I'm remembering the memories. I'm really reliving it. And I like, yeah. just play new world. I'm reliving that right now. I'm, oh yeah. I can have any conversation. Just, I can have a great time just thinking about it. Yeah. Well, me too. Me too. And, like that's, that's I think where we come together. Like there's a there's a love language there. I'm, I I I adore that. Um, but I also love what um, everything you're doing with this this AAA community. And I wonder I want to give you a a, ch a a chance to spotlight that and talk about it because it sounds like when you came into it, it was something, and then you really made a contribution to turn it into something more. And I think it needs to be talked about. So okay, AAA is the Adopt and Affiliate Program, Andy Milanakis, everyone knows Andy Milanakis. The idea was, I think, when it started, um, that he was going to essentially do like a contest for anyone who was a diligent streamer to come on his show, and if you won the contest, he would essentially feature you and, and collaborate with you on content, help you grow your community, that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. and, and majority of it was to get you to, to get you enough recognition to get you to become partner. Right, our, okay. our affiliates have grown to partner and we just officially got our first affiliate two months into the program. We got one person to Woo! turn into partner, which was Cash Who Meow. was it? Cash Meow. Oh, nice. I the think I saw that on Twitter. One. Yeah, he beat me. That son of a... <laughs> the first of many, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. First of many, 100%. I'm aiming to make sure everybody hits partner. 
that's not hard. Rigged, <laughs> Jaden Devin. Curious show. I saw what you said earlier, man. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> long story short, the uh, the um, the way the Adopt Affiliate was designed when originally it was intended is they're gonna wait until after episode eight to think about another show attached to it. What I noticed is I was on episode one, and when it ended, the community disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the streamers that I just met were no longer communicating to each other. I said to them, I want to work with you guys. I'd love to see you guys some more. And mm-hmm. we made a group chat and we said some stuff and then we just faded away. I had them as a friend and they never rated me. I never rated them. We never talked. Yeah. I was focused on Andy's Discord and I talked to Cash Meow, the winner. Join his podcast, join his, his talks afterwards. And I don't think I never understood what's going on with the program because you know when you go see someone else's program you want to respect their content and what they're doing Mm. and so i was really nice i was feeling like it was already nice enough for me to be invited back to the discord as a loser or second place runner-up whatever you want to call me like i'm not the winner here i'm not am i allowed to be here or not right and um they said of course use the discord i was like cool thanks and so then we got a chance to get to know each other more and Got a chance to talk to Andy Milanakis uh, privately, and I was like, "Wow, I saw you in a TwitchCon. Uh, we were basically together at that hotel where I did my landscape architecture technique to get uh-huh. up to the stairs." And I uh, don't think you'll ever remember me because he's literally always talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. If you don't leave an impression on somebody, that person's gonna, not going to last longer than a twenty-four hours to 20, 48 hours. Short-term memory kicks in, and you just lost it. Yeah. And um, so I did that, and then. We become, I would say, acquaintances now. He actually kind of remembers me a bit. And then it turns into a friendship at the Mendel of now. Well, maybe I skipped too far. So episode one hits, I'm in the Discord. Episode two hits, I'm in Discord. I'm still around. Episode three hits. And now I'm like, dude, I'm watching a trend and you guys are burning it all. You need to stop. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, listen, guys. None of the episodes one, two, and three, I have evidence now, are connecting with each other. Even the first place winners are leaving. Mm-hmm. They get the collabs and then they just do their own thing. Right. They don't grow fast enough. You guys can basically harbor these individuals and grow them exponentially. And they're like, um, what do you mean? Like after show, get them 24 hours later while it's still hot to get them to mm-hmm. sit next to each other and talk about the freaking experience of yesterday or, or other things, you know, because they just had a hard fought win and loss. Those high emotions is what basically creates be- better friendships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, you you will fizzle it out. It will disappear. That memory is gone. And you're going to actually remember only the crappy parts of it or the best parts, whatever you want to choose. And so long story short, we, episode four hits. He recognizes it. And he's like, okay, let's do it. Archie, you know, you were the one that brought it up. So handle it. I'm like, I need overlays. Give me the overlays. Couldn't get in time because they were thinking about, you know, linguistics we don't want to basically put the brand on somebody else's brand that we don't know i was like understandable maybe you guys don't want to hit hit my head on the wall 40 times until a point where i was thinking i'm gonna give up and uh finally i did one more push finally got the information i needed got the lower release i needed it was like a day or two before the show is going to begin on thursday and i am on wednesday i'm like are we going to let people know that exists are we going to let the guys know and i'm like just message them i'm like i'm a nobody I need at least the owner of the freaking company to say there's a freaking after show or something. And I was like, yeah. you know what? Screw it. I don't need anyone's help. I can figure it out. Mm. And so I went to DM them in a very unique way by saying, congratulations, because it's the truth. 
I didn't lie about anything on the notes. And I said to them, there is an after show. You're more than welcome to come join. It will be at the same time next day. And good luck on your show. And that's all I said. Kept it vague as hell. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Andy Milanakis' show. And so now they're thinking I'm a producer. I didn't say anything. Well, <laughs> so I'm like, I was like, I'm too. Yeah. And so uh, they, they all responded. They were all excited. Finally, I got them to basically agree. And I said to them, yeah, they're going to come. And they're like, okay. All right. Nice job, Arshi. I was like, yeah. if I had a producer attached to it, it would be an instant. You know what I mean? But I had to think creatively on this one. Uh, be the producer before you're made a producer, right? Pretty much. A little bit of an internship? Pretty much again. Hmm. And so I did the show. It turned out to be a huge success, not as far as number of viewer count. Huge success as far as building connections and relationships. Yeah. And uh, that was great. Because now we're talking. Now we're hanging out. Now we're basically getting them writing each other, talking to each other. Their communities are basically in between communities. And I'm not online for like two days and my community is going to talk to them. Right. They're hanging out within the same communities. And I'm like, this is fantastic. And then episode six hits seven. And Wall five and six and seven are freaking having a blast together. We're laughing our asses off. We're playing party animals, smacking people to death. And I'm like, I think we have something here. Mm. I think we have something here. Another new creation happens in my brain saying, I want to turn this into a team. Mm-hmm. And I screwed up and I used the wrong word and I called it stream team. Okay. Stream team is a very negative term or connotation to Twitch, where mm. if you do a stream team, it's equal to getting used and abused, and only the top top three people get everything, and everyone else gets low handouts. Okay. What's yeah, a, stream a stream team supposed to be? Why would you join a classically labeled stream team? On what's, Twitch, what's if you go to see your person's name, it says team. Yeah, I've seen those. Uh, Click on it. You'll see all the people on their team. Typically, you want to raid those people on your team because they're your team, right? Yeah. They're the people that you want to basically create your communities and make your communities watch the people on the team. Right. How many teams do you know out there that actually do a good job? I can think of one. And that is? That's it. Uh, it's, just, it's a Guild Wars community called Delusional Elitists. And then do you know all the, uh, the people on that team? I know I know a lot of them, yeah. And but so the I, example, I'm not sure how much they actively collaborate. Um, there are at least a right. few of the big creators there who pretty much fly solo. They're just kind of... It's That's like the primo Twitch presence for that game. If you're a big streamer on Guild Wars, I think most yeah. of them end up there. I'm just telling you right now. Like that's the example of the teams. Like if yeah. you don't, if you don't collaborate, you're just having the team name. You're there, and you're just saying like you made it. You're one of the team members. Solo community members will watch the team. Yeah, that's not. That's the example that sucks. Yeah, it's it's passive collaboration, right? You're not actually. Yeah. There's no content linkage. <laughs> Nothing. Got it. Yeah, I see if that'd be bad. Okay. No. And that's so, where I, I saw I screwed up with the wording and I realized there is a thing called stream team. <laughs> like, that's what I'm trying to. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to make that. And they know Arshi could probably easily become that head honcho guy, takes all the viewers, screw everyone else. Hmm. I'm like, that's not what I'm here to do. And that's not here I'm create. I want to mm-hmm. create what we had on episodes five through seven for the last three weeks. And I told five through six, seven. I'm like, one through four had to not get their AAA uh, after show yet. I need them to see the after show, but I can't do it in time. And I'm about to basically have these new things coming up. We have to start this team, this family now. And so I pulled the plug, got Andy to approve. And Andy says, you know, his caveats. And I said, no problem. I understand. And okay. so we went ahead and tried it at our first meeting on Sunday. And probably about seven people verbally let me know. And I bet there's more than seven that did not let me know that were like, 
you know what, Arshi, you're cool. Um, but you know, I just, I'm really, I'm not feeling it, Hmm. but I'll come over because of you, you know? And I was like, that's all I need. And so we had the meeting and, uh, I was pretty nervous the moment that the meeting hit because it failed. Discord is a piece of because it doesn't tell you that 25 people is a max in one channel. Yeah. And so we hit 25 max. We have 50 people. Whoops. And now I'm sitting there trying to figure out and scramble at the meeting time. How do I get 50 people on one channel? So I'm like opening up uh, my Discord because we're in a private Discord. And I'm realizing, okay, let's go to mine. Let's see if mine's basically bigger. And mm-hmm. we're trying to basically open up the channels to be larger. And I can't get it to go right. Whatever's going on. The Discord is now lagging with freaking 34 cameras. 25 cameras is max. Mm. I'm like, this is so annoying. And so I open up Zoom. I look at the cost and I just pay the premium. And yep. I was like, let's go. And I give everyone Zoom links. That was like 25 minutes later, and 15 minutes in, I had to make it to pull the plug. Get everybody on the Zoom. And I apologize to everybody that this is my first meeting. This won't happen again. I just didn't know that 25 is max on Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wish to leave, because this wasn't the way as organized as you want it to be, you're more than welcome to. I understand. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many left. I just said it. Just to show people like, this is not my intentions. To apologize and let them know this will be better next time. And so I did that. Meeting began, expressed my thoughts, got Mr. G, the producer, to express his thoughts. And then I got episodes five uh, through seven to express their thoughts about what happened for the three weeks and why we want to create this community that's similar to what we did with the three weeks. And then I told the episodes one through four, would you like to basically ask any questions or your thoughts or anything like that? But before we did that, of course, I had them express themselves. So I got videos of their content. I showed clips of their work and I made them stand out with the Arsha TV flair of shoutcasting them and showing them their positivities. And then actually told them like, I honestly do not want you guys to be on a stream team on Twitch. I don't want you guys to have the name on Twitch at we're a team. I want to be a family. I want you guys to know each other as brothers and sisters. We don't need to know that you're an art streamer. Mm-hmm. We should know who, what your real name is at one point in time and feel that way, that kind of close to where we can actually help each other out and become better influencers and teach each other deeper. Right. And if we're just going to basically label as a team, you have to do this for me, I do this for you. It will fail so quickly because there's no human interaction. There's no emotion attached to this team where you want to see your friend and your family succeed. You don't want it to be merely transactional. You want it to be a real connection. Mm -hmm. And then that way, when I get bigger and I hit the top 100 in Twitch, I have a family that I can lean on and not worry about them basically using me. They're building their own personal families and I can be friends with their families. And now I have a larger community because they're going to meet more and more people. Mm-hmm. I can be friends with their cousins and their, and their friends. Mm-hmm. So once you build a, fanda- a foundation of friends that you can trust, what can you do wrong? I mean, you basically always can lean on people that can you know, help you out during the time of need. Yeah, that's huge. And somebody who actually has something in common with you versus your family who has no clue about this de- department. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. There's huge strength in a community like that of like-minded people who want to grow and support each other and learn from each other. That's awesome, man. And it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool little lesson to us all about how you got there of like, um, sometimes you got to open the door for yourself. Right. Right. And you really did that and you're doing it. So is this after show something that happens every single week? Every week on Thursday, I do an after show after the adoptive village show within 24 hours the adoptive village show is now officially over for at least a month or two 
Okay. Because Andy Mack is moving. Mm -hmm. And so now this episode coming up is episode one. I'm on episode one as well with Cash Meow and the rest of the episode one guests and whoever that's interested in basically being there. Um, I think I have a majority of them. I think one or two might not be there, but it's, it's, it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will then finish the after show and then open it up to a scuffed after show, I mean, scuffed adopt affiliate scuffed podcast where we'll invite everyone from episodes one through seven who wants to just chill and hang out and be ridiculous. Ooh, the zoo, yeah. It's, it's just funny as hell to see the zoo together together because it's like <laughs> they all basically are chaos. having something fun to say. It's fun chaos, actually, because I was Sounds a bit like controlled it. because we have different topics and we have chat basically get involved and they say what they want in the community. Yeah. We have like freaking 35 streamers look at the chat and they're ready to com comment. So chat is like loving it because everyone's paying attention to them. Uh-huh. There's 35 heads staring at chat. <laughs> so it's like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, it's just like a lot of fun to be there. That's cool. Uh, I didn't think it would be actually. And then we have all this, like everyone's riffing off each other and just having fun. And uh -huh. it's kind of like being at a freaking party. We just finished and having cheers with champagne. Sounds like a perfect thing for an extrovert to do. Oh, yeah. Introverts were dying in there. But then we found, we found a way to make him love it, though. But yeah. it's hard to make him love it because you first have to show proof that they're they made it to be here. We, we love you to be here. And these are the reasons why. Yeah. And show proof of that as an extrovert. Extrovert's jobs are basically to um, let them know that you are welcome. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I appreciate you being here. And so that is our job. And an introvert's job is to basically uh, listen that you guys do very well and to be able to reciprocate that idea that, hey, he's being honest. He's not just basically trying to use me or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Give it a chance. Uh, Listen to us yeah. all, all of us introverts. Yeah. So that happened. Uh, AAA show. Um, the team is together now. We're going to help each other's contents grow. We're giving each other's ideas how to focus on all social media content between mm -hmm. like from Snapchat to TikTok to every social media channel. Uh, 50 brains are in one. We're working together to basically boost up everyone's content. Mm -hmm. We're not doing any concepts of you have to raid this person to raid that person that's up to you you basically want to go and watch their show that's up right. to you we're not forcing you to do that we're yeah. here to support each other and ask questions Smart. and and have a space to basically help learn from each other and actually increase your own personal gains um you can raid anyone you want uh but if you wish to raid the same community that's more powerful to you because you know that person personally versus all the people that you just met Mm -hmm. If you didn't actually go and join him and talk to me Goose's channel like I did and sit down in his Discord and meet him as a person person, mm -hmm. you just know him as the guy that you raid and he says hi to you and he and then you leave. It's just that's the most that you know about him. It sucks. Because right. uh, you just don't know how to say more than that. You don't know how to collect Deeg's community properly because you don't really know much about Deeg. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, that's the sad truth about those raids that you just send to a random streamer that say, Hey, Dig, how you doing? Thank you so much. Or, hey, Arshi. I'm like, hey, buddy, how you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing good. We're just playing a game. And then he just ignores you. <laughs> That's, That's the worst. That's what yeah. happens a lot. Yeah. Well, it's, um, sometimes I think that, like, Twitch elevates a lot of basic kind of socialization skills that, uh, that I think people who are attracted to Twitch might be attracted to it because... Uh, because of the gaming aspect and gamers often, you know, they game rather than develop those skills. So, um, I know for my part, like I'm always more comfortable rating someone who I feel like I know a little bit and, and I feel like I may be even a part of their community. So it's always fun rating someone that way. Like, yeah, like, um, that's the way to do it. And 
the family approach you're proposing where you have like this almost like workshop, this shared workshop space where you can bounce off of each other in the supportive community where you don't have the transactional expectations of saying you must raid or you must do this. Um, it's all about providing each other value and support. That's seems to be the way to go. Mm. I'm not an expert or anything, but I mean, man, that just sounds great. So yeah. kudos to you. I mean, and that just started this week. That started this Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Exciting times. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to sleep. <laughs> How busy does all this keep you, Arshi? It's very busy. Uh, up to a point where as soon as I collected everybody, I had 50 people have questions, of course. Mm-hmm. And each of them have their own worries about how they can actually contribute to the community. And I'm letting each of those 50 people know it's not about contributing. It's about listening. Mm. It's about listening and validating the person and showing that basically you, you, you find something that they do that you like, mm-hmm. even if it's not your cup of tea. If, you're, if they're your brother or sister, you'll find something that they like because mm-hmm. you want to be their friend. You want to basically enjoy who they are. You'll find something. And once you do that, then you can actually start you know, respecting each other. And then once you have that, you'll ask questions amongst each other and what you want to learn, what you want to basically support each other and how you want to collab. And I've seen that. These guys are growing exponentially. They're rating each other. They're freaking blowing it up. They're having the greatest times playing games. And I'm sitting here uh, constantly uh, networking still. And I haven't streamed much. But uh, it's okay. This is, this is what I wanted. And so I'm creating this community. So then I went, once the community is made, I can focus on streaming while I know the community is fine. Once the family basically has grown into a hard titanium rock will never shatter, I can focus on my content. That's excellent. And I look forward to that, Orshi. Thanks, man. And uh, my upcoming uh, stream that I'm doing um, is I'm going to IRL streaming soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I'm actually going to be driving with Andy Milanakis to New York. Ooh. What's, tell, tell me about that. What's the, uh, what's the pretext? So he's moving from Texas to New York. I'm in, I'm in California. So me and Hondo's Element, uh, Hondo's Element is a AAA uh, family member as well. He was on uh-huh. episode one with me. And uh, I believe uh, DX something. I could be wrong. I don't want to remember. DX Koopa? Uh, do, do, do. Yeah, DS Koopa. Uh, and myself and Andy Milanakis, all four of us will be driving in my um, my dad's vehicle. And I, have, I'm on the insurance. It's like this monster travel van. That is beautiful. Uh-huh. I think you've seen it, right? I have not seen your van, Archie. Do you want to, say, you want to Google and show up? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. It's called 2018 Serenity Travel Van. Okay. 2018 Serenity Travel Van Archie. Yeah. Oh, I can show an example of one of them. Is it? Is there a specific like media post you have for it? Yeah, I'll give you the specific one. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything show up. Here it is. And you want to basically turn on the audio, and you only need basically like less than like one minute. And you can just turn it off right after if you want. Yeah, sure. They do a good job of introducing this monster vehicle. There you go. Got it. And it in the wrong tab. Of course it did. Hang on. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. All right. Here we go. 2018 Serenity. Hey, Dean from Lucian Travel Vans. Today we're going to have a look at the 2018 wow. Serenity. If you're looking for a small motorhome, 24 feet, 6 inches long, 
eight feet one inches wide, under 10 three in exterior height, that has all the luxuries of a big 40 foot motorhome. You're gonna love the Serenity. Let's have a look at this extraordinary, beautiful RV right now. Let's Nothing else guy. looks like a Serenity on the road today. Aerodynamic chassis to RV, panoramic view, and of course, look at the beautiful curved body. This is the brand new champagne exterior color for 2018. We also have a new silver color on the Serenity. In the event that you ever have to move the mirrors in, they integrate into the chassis just by moving them in and out. And then of course, we've got our integrated fuel fill right here. So when you're filling up your diesel fuel, close the door, fill up the diesel. When the door is closed, your diesel fill is locked. Of course, we've got our fiberglass steps for getting in and out of the motorhome. Inside here, of course, we only use the Mercedes-Benz swivel. Look how easy that is to swivel. That is beautiful. This wall is built like a boat or a Corvette car. We make this into a mold, we pull the mold out, and we make it into the RV. So this is a very unique build of RV. And you can see the contours and the curves. And of course, it's eight feet, one inches wide, which is very unique. Curved glass. And of course, you can see here, our compartment doors are also curved as well. See how they come underneath the chassis, that looks great. This is all handcrafted aluminum doors. Oh, they feel fantastic. Look how they lock in place. <laughs> you can see nice little storage area here. New for I love how we explain it. I've actually met this guy in real life. Sine wave inverter, oh, really? Which is very important because yeah. all of our electronic gadgets need clean power. And this is a pure sine wave inverter. Of course, our 30 amp connection plug. It was there at the actual show and we basically power, sold it on the car. In. As we move down, We've got our optional generator, so you can go with a 3.6 kilowatt propane generator or a 3.2 diesel generator. So it all depends how you RV to the type of generator that you want. We've got our Truma AquaGo Comfort Plus hot water heater, and it comes from Germany. It has a recirculating system that's always gonna give you instant hot water inside your motorhome, and that's what you wanna have. So our next compartment, our pull-out battery. So we have two deep cycle, so six volt batteries. I don't even know how this stuff is. Which is very, very nice. Those are uh, battery cells right there. That basically gives you a chance to have battery in the cabin to play like PS4 or whatever you want to do on the roof. Trickle charging those house batteries. Wow, what a beautiful paint design for 2018. This is brand new. We also do the exact paint design in silver as well. Each color's painted three times and then two coats of clear. This is 100% paint. Another great option on the Serenity, of course, are Alcoa aluminum rims. Now we go with six aluminum rims, so both dualies, inner and outer, and the front wheels are all aluminum. Also, the aluminum Show us the rims inside, have dude. inner valve. Oh, it's so 23 minutes long. Inner tire pressure. Yeah, you can, you can go if you can zoom in. I mean, okay, here's our fast service center. Okay, I know this is so long. Hang on. So Just uh, where's your interior. Interior. So you're yeah, exactly. Going in and out of the motorhome, you can see exactly where it is. Right there, and of course, right we've got our see, like, little courtesy lights, so right we now. have lots of lights. It's beautiful. Look how gorgeous they look. We've also got a courtesy light up top. Go so here's inside, your exhaust for your 16,000 BTU oh, he's not furnace. Go Keep going. Look how easy this awning okay. is to put yeah. out. Going Full forward. serenity. And yeah, as you can see, there's a big change. My big table is gone he's up there overnight and now he's table, doing the morning which filming. allows a huge amount of open <laughs> living area for conversations for having friends over look at this i can sit here i can sit here i can sit over here and i can move the table in and out plus it still makes into a full bed let me show you how it makes into a bed right now here. this slides across this slides across and this pulls out and this comes across and now look at this a big beautiful foundation for my bed we have a great little diagram with all the cushions are marked with the numbers and then you just fit them all in place and look at this how many of you guys are going to be in that 48 inch wide uh, four of us 
And if you look at this, wow, because I'm well over six foot one, this is probably 79, almost 80 inches in length, queen size length. Another great feature on a Serenity, of course, is it's got four seat belts. So driver passenger seats, and then in the back here, two seat belts facing each other. So that's a nice little feature to have if you need to transport four people because this unit will sleep for and transport for with oh. seat belts. So in the living room area here, we've got ultra leather in all the sitting areas. Ultra leather is a synthetic man-made leather. It doesn't get hot, doesn't get cold, doesn't mold, doesn't mildew. It's easy to clean. Of course, we use French stitching. It looks great. Super comfortable to sit on. So we have three different colors of ultra leather. This is the brand new pebble. We have the coal and the fog. Okay. So now we so you guys are going to yeah. drive in this thing from yeah. Texas up to New York, from California from Cal to Texas yeah, to New York. Texas to New York, and then uh, once we drop off um, uh, Andy, we're going to go and reach out to all of my community, Hondo's community, probably reach out to other sh live streamers or any streamers that is interested in the area that wants a collab for that day for a couple hours. And I have a live, sh I have a live view camera, which is right behind me. Um, Anyway, this is this whole camera set on the Dude, floor. Um, road trip. You're on a road trip. Yeah. An road IRL trip and streaming, live streaming road the whole trip. time. Unlimited data. I had to buy. It's expensive, man. Live streaming <sighs> is an expensive hobby. I... Hopefully, it does not become a hobby and becomes a thing. So yeah, right. Because it's, a... <laughs> it's like if it like you're dropping three thousand dollars a for a year worth of two data plans. Um, unlimited, no throttle, and then you're uh -huh. dropping almost $4,000 on the batteries, backpack, the, the selfie stick to the camera, to the live view, and the and the all the other mechanics that comes with it. It makes sense. Like it's it, it, easy to take your phone out for like a day, but as soon as you're looking at doing it day in, day out, having yeah. it be convenient, having it be accessible, being able to make it plug into and charge with uh, your uh, your van. Like, yeah, I can imagine that would get pricey. Um, how long are you planning to do this for? Uh, Jaden Devin, from California to Texas, then to Texas to New York, it's actually exactly almost the, almost the same amount of time. It's 21 hours for uh, MySpace to, not MySpace, but like my place to Texas and 26 uh -huh. hours to New York. And so I'm doing 47 hours, but you can't, but bet you can't wait for sky starlink what's that uh i have a family in eugene yeah I see, this is where i'm lost i don't know where <laughs> anything is in the freaking united states <laughs> uh skynet yeah. skynet. skynet skynet was the the villain from terminator the evil ai oh i i, I think that that we're all starting to lose the thread <laughs> no okay got it i was like what are we talking about so i don't know what skynet is like it, it, it sounds like Ewog's not coming with you. Uh, no, he can't. Uh, he's okay. got um, his cats, two cats, basically. One of them got injured, and he's got to give all of attention over there. Um, he wasn't basically feeling well, and so he has to he recover from that. Not COVID symptoms, but we're talking about just overall, like, migraines and stuff kicked in. It's yeah, like you don't want to be on like, a road trip with three other dudes if you're not feeling well. That sounds like a bad, yeah. like a bad experience in the making. Especially when you're going to be on camera all day, every day, and everybody in that room in that car needs to be like stream-worthy material. Yeah, like you got to be like high energy, ready to accept the camera that's going to be pointing at you. Two people are going to be streaming the entire time, and so Diaz Scupa and Andy will be streaming while I'm driving with uh, Hondo, and uh, Andy will jump at the front. And I, I have endless, endless energy 
uh, when the camera's on even uh-huh. when it's off. So it's like the time I get drained is when I have to use my IQ side of my brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The IQ side of my brain, I can just absorb as much as I want, get endless energy and just have fun. Like me and Megacom sit and basically my Discord and we play with Snap Camera all day and just, we laugh our asses off. Like <laughs> I can show you an example. Like um, I would be sitting there like she'd just basically doing something hilarious with the anime and I'd be like this, like, Oh my God, what just happened? Uh, so, <laughs> oh my God, that's weird. <laughs> so it's like, it's an example of what I'm saying. We would basically do that all day. It's just like, sometimes <laughs> you turn off your mind. It's a lot of fun. You get endless energy. So when I have to go into talk about algorithms and like YouTube content and how to basically create and also how like they do editing and how editing works, the program and oh, it's just when you just die, you just mm. melt away. Mm-hmm. Brain dead. And so similar to your work, I think when you actually get out of your work, you're like, I got to get energy. Yeah. The way you get energy, you got to find those mechanics that give you energy. Yeah. Word, word. And um, so I imagine that you guys will take some, a few days, maybe a week or two to make the, the trip up to New York. Um, No, it's actually going to be a very short trip. Uh, We're going to drive like eight hours each or eight hours by myself. You're going straight. Um, yeah, doing straight. And uh, we're going to sleep three different hotels and then we're done. Uh, the reason behind it is that COVID is not fun for, you know, everyone. Yeah. And uh, I want to make sure that Andy gets there safe. And so we're going to focus on getting him to New York because he could have flown. And he doesn't want to get near any groups of people. And he wants to make sure he's safe because he's going to go see his dad and he's going to see his family. And mm-hmm. uh, that's why he's going to New York. And so Got it. Got it. Very smart man. Yeah. And I want to make sure I give him that experience as well. So my, my goal is to get him straight there. And it'll be like a road trip journey, very comfortable ride for him all the way there. Sounds fun. Speaking his own music and just chilling. So is it going to be up to New York and then back? What's the... No, I'll hit New York. And then uh-huh. right then and there, I'm going to open the doors to basically collaborating with everyone. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to uh, ask the AAA community, here's a US map. And anyone interested, pin your name on this map. Uh, basically I'll have a Google doc sheet and you just put a red dot and, uh, state that you are interested in, you know, your number. Mm-hmm. And that way I know like how to basically reach out to that person when I am looking at the map, like the old school way and saying, okay, we're at New York and looks like we have three dots over here. Let's plan it to hit this person on Monday, this person, Tuesday, this person, Wednesday. Uh, we have a couple dots over here. Let's go to Florida, then basically over to Illinois and then to, to this location. Looks like we have a couple dots up here. Let's go to Minnesota. <laughs> it's like, we'll just keep doing this until we go back to Texas by um, Thanksgiving. And uh, wow. the moment we hit Thanksgiving, I drop off Hondo and now I'm solo. I would be me with the duo with Hondo on the, all of that stuff. And then I drop off him on Thanksgiving and I'll probably go solo by myself for two weeks uh quarantining basically in the car in case if i get covid <laughs> so if i get covid on that journey um it's quite an adventure just, archie yeah and if I, I do get covid i'll just turn my camera on you guys will notice how it looks like to be on covid i'm like oh, oh man stay <laughs> safe i'm kidding yeah I'm kidding. yikes yeah it's not good yeah, yeah. not, not a fun thing not, i never that. i never have left this house i've been basically uh quarantining this whole time and um opportunities don't happen like this often so yeah um i think it's worth the risk uh but you're no, jumping at it and it sounds like you're doing it as safely a... as you can by just being in the car and at the same time i have n95 mask i have a eye shield um and just i'll make sure i stay six feet away from people that are not wearing masks mm-hmm. 
do my best to basically manage that behavior as best as we can. And if I have to, if there's food restaurants that have people without wearing masks, I just buy the food and go back in my car. Well, there's <laughs> the Archie on. The Am I outlasting you? Yeah, I think something happened there. Yeah. Uh, I think I was just thinking about what time. Remember when I told you I started thinking IQ and I'm trying to plan it all? I'm like <laughs> thinking like logistics. You made me tired by doing that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so that's funny. Uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Something witty, I'm sure. But look, man, that's an exciting road trip. I, I'm really I'm really pleased to hear that you're jumping at it. And um, gosh, it sounds exhausting, but I will definitely be tuning in. I can say that. Yeah, for you'll sure. see a different version of me, that's for sure. You'll be like, oh my God, I do you not think want so? to be in real life. Oh God, he's going to poke me. Do you he think that, that, that a different version of Archie is going gonna, is gonna to really activate at that time? Probably. <laughs> what, can, what can we expect as Archie fans? Uh, imagine an interviewing guy that goes up to everybody and makes everyone laugh and basically just overall just being such a charismatic character that just wants to basically see any human being just do something funny. Or okay. react or test, but I, but at the same time, I gotta make sure they're having their masks on. So that's the dangerous part. Okay. Uh, if right. COVID wasn't here, I would be having the greatest time of my life. I live viewing, live live streaming. Ah, uh, that's what I was I gonna have. ask. Is that I bet being quarantined has been a real drag for you. Big time, especially yeah. for freaking extroverts. Oh my god, they are dying. Tons of extroverts. I'm just kidding. Okay. F's in the chats for the extroverts. No F's in the chats for them. Uh, without uh, without Twitch, man, I don't think I would suck. I actually enjoy this journey for sure. I know a lot of people are not enjoying their journey right now because they want to socialize with their friends. But yeah, thankfully, uh, thanks to Twitch, I met a lot of new friends. So including each you. other. Yeah, yeah. I not know you if it weren't for that. So that's yeah. great. And this has been a lot of fun, Arshi. I, oh, I I feel like this is a we're getting to a good point. Of course, I think and, this helps him too. And we can start planning part two for when you come back. No. Sorry. What oh, I don't, I wouldn't mind. Uh, but the problem is, um, what are you doing next? What is Deeg interviewing or the next big big thing Deeg is going to aim for? Um, so my my big project right now is trying to get a stacked roster of of interviews. So I've been lazy this year. Um, I transitioned from doing a, a a podcast each week with my friends to doing one every other week with a guest. I really love the guest format so much, but I've been spacing him out because I've been shy about asking people. But next week I have Kamikaze78 from the Planet Side community coming in. That's going to be fun. We're going to have some good Planet Side talk, yeah. which I know a lot of folks will love. And then the week after that, I'm having two big wow classic make creators. Sure, make sure when you do that, put Planet Side as the location. Oh, for the, the stream? Just chatting. Yeah. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you your opinion about that offline. Um, I'm glad you said that. Um, we can say it right now. Just basically straight up, you just put Planicide 2 in the beginning. You start yeah. your stream. The moment the basically deviates from Planicide 2 talk, switch it to just chatting. Yeah, I, I have to get a, a stream deck button for that. That would be the, the pro yeah. way to do it. Push the edit button on your chat, and you can just change it like that. For some reason, like I, I use OBS Studio, the built-in frames, to change it. And whenever I do that, it like only takes like half the time, so I don't trust it anymore. But Oh, I'm sure it's a problem I can fix. Okay, how many monitors do you have? Just two right now. It's kind of Oof. a limiting factor. Oof, I have three, yeah. Yeah. So, That's like, for me, the investments in the, in the last few months have been lighting, green Very screen, good. and then the next yeah. one is going to be a third monitor. That's awesome. Very smart. Yeah, because that's actually going to give you an opportunity to put any background behind you. The lighting is going to make you look more beautiful. You did a good job with that. Um, at the same time, that that third monitor is going to make it so much easier to be able to manage the 
transitions, music, all the different uh, when when like website tabs that you want to keep open. Yeah, and also do Twitter messages in the middle of your meetings and stuff, yeah. and like take messages from Discord. And most importantly, perhaps, is not miss messages from my wife while I'm streaming, which I pay for later. <laughs> no, Taylor, I'm so sorry. Uh, it's, it's all good. Like, I got a system down. So I, I, I use my phone for it. It's not very efficient. But anyway, yeah, no, it's, correct, it's fun. Thank you so and... much, Tyler, for being here, man. I'm looking forward to seeing the Kamikaze stream while I'm on my way. And, uh, and uh, if you basically want any um, usage out of the clip that you talked about and how to basically post it i would recommend taking the clip of the most uh emotional section of the clip and then post that and saying you had a really basically xyz environment here uh feel free to check the full vod and yeah. so maybe the moment i cried uh, about my father or the moment i basically did the same thing you're more than welcome to use anything you like and then you just try it out yeah yeah okay just take that moment make that basically it and you have an introduction of yourself saying that i have a podcast i have a guest on the show and Here's a basically reaction. Um, full videos over here. And then post that on TikTok. Post that on Instagram. Tic- uh, That's Twitter. something I got to do. I got to use more platforms. Right now, I'm just on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. So the Insta. YouTube full VOD needs to be there. The short mm-hmm. version of the VOD needs to be there. The introduction to this cast. And basically just spend time. You've, you've got a gold mine coming up with Kamikaze next. you got a gold man with the next individual. If you just mm-hmm. do what you did last time with the 90 viewers, it's going to go to 60 and then 20 and then lower for the next ones. You got to basically show it to the world to see who's interested in this conversation. Amen. The same community is not going to want to watch the same thing. They want to see something different, but the world wants to be a part of this. And then once you have a thousand people, a million people sitting and wanting to hear what Deeg's going to do with the next person, everybody wants to sign up to be on your show. And you don't have to work so hard trying to find people to be on your show. It's like all this cool stuff. I can talk about this all day. And then we'll post. <laughs> we'll talk again, Archie. We'll definitely talk again. I'll let but, you know what works with my community and I'll basically bring it back to you. Word, word. This is a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for taking the time and for the yeah. amazing discussion. Thanks for to chat, yeah. for hanging out with us and bearing with us, and especially for the synchronized pee we did earlier. That was very satisfying. <laughs> I'm almost dry at this point, so really? it's working out. <laughs> uh, but I think I with that, you, we're going to call it a night, everyone. Um, thank you. And uh, this will be up on YouTube later if you missed any of it, or if you just wanna wanna hear all the glory again. Um, Arshi, you wanna uh, send the raid, raid to somebody? Yeah, if you have a suggestion, I'll take it. Um, so there's a couple of things that you can do here. Um, based off of um, your podcasting, we can always basically get a podcast individual uh, next time. But you've got um, Ensem Bacard, you got Bjorn Majestic, you've got. Yeah similar to you like vr chat haunted like you've got yeah so like ensign picard i think you know him right i know of him but we're not friends I see. Um, so at least then, not yet that could change yeah if you throw it over to, to picard you guys want to see some bedtime, planets in action bedtime, bedtime games is doing just chatting so it's going to continue just chatting genre mm-hmm. uh and he's also from the triple a community says so just finished bendy winding down with some youtube videos and that's that and then this is from the triple a community that way i can slowly integrate you to know the uh, AAA family. Ah, I see. I see. And so this is the name of him. Let me just confirm. Yeah, send me the name. We'll throw it over to him. Spread yeah, the love. Glow is just hanging out right now. And so here's Bedtime Games. We would love to basically see you. Her glow is sure. right now. It's not him. And then I can say hi in chat and I'll introduce you. It's like I was hanging out with D. He just interviewed me. And that way it'll be like a combination of both of us basically having a good time. Yeah, sounds good. Well, thanks everyone. This has been a blast. 
I'll see you over on right, Bedtime right, Game Stream. I'll see you basically at the raid. Yep. See you, Archie. Take care, buddy.